Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends, no matter how badly you want it to. It's the best show! No! You love it! You can't live with... Man, you can live without it. What are we gonna do? Alright, here we go. Pull it together, Tom. Pull it together. We can do this. We can do this. Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, welcome to the best show. It's me, Tom Sharpling, your host. And we have an exciting program for you tonight. We're going to have uh, in studio uh, uh, Josh Cantor. You know him. He plays Oregon for the Red Sox. We'll see if he can do a little... You know why? Because I wrote that and I get money every time it's played. Three of the songs I wrote that were pretty popular. Big one. Did not write Charge, though. That was a yes and in the musical world. Is that what we call it in music? Yes and? Now we got surprises coming. Get ready. I welcome you. The phone number 201-332-3484. This is the best show. And we're here together. On this sultry July night. Ready to laugh and to love and to learn. Here we go, best show.
best show. Best show. How are we doing tonight, everybody? Welcome. Here. You and I gathered together on a lovely July evening in 2017. Welcome, my friends. It is the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm here. Till midnight or thereabouts. We started a little late. Maybe we'll end a little late. The people listening live, there are, 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 are uh, t- tons of people listening live, but, but the people who will listen over the years to this. Stadiums full of people are hearing this voice right now say, what's up? The phone number 2013-3234-84. And we are at full strength tonight. AP Mike, Dudio, Pat Byrne, everybody on hand. A fun night ahead. Oh, what did we just hear? We just heard Helium. Lucy is the name of that song. From a collection put out called Ends with And. A 2LP set on Matador. Putting together all sorts of unreleased things, demos, rarities from the great band that was and is Helium, they did a bunch of uh, reunion shows last month. I missed missed them. Did they ask me to play with them to sing a song? Yeah, they did. Could I? No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Do I wish I could have? Yeah. Mary Timoney, super cool? Yeah, duh. Right? Duh. That's all I say to that. So... This is a great record. Putting all these records in one, all these songs in one place. Can't go wrong. Helium. I'll send that out to my friend, Marsha, who she loves helium. So, what's new, guys? Here in New Jersey, boy, oh boy, are we proud of our governor. What a great guy, huh, Mike? Chris Christie, this clown. You know what this clown did? Started hosting a sports show, sports radio. He took over for this guy. There's this guy who's been here. He's been the scourge of of, uh, New York uh, uh, radio. His name is Mike Francesa. He used to do a show called Mike and the Mad Dog. And then this guy Mad Dog, who's a, a, a dope in his own right, even he couldn't take it anymore. He had to get away from this guy. It's like, it's imagine imagine a guidance counselor who thinks he knows everything about Yankees stats. That's what this guy's like. 
a guidance counselor who's only there for the money, who just knows everything about uh, the, the, uh, what's-his-face's batting average, uh, Don Mattingly. Can you imagine anything more boring? I can't. So then he goes, he, he's retiring the end of this year, Mike Francesa. And he said this amazing thing before one of his, uh, he was talking about, I don't know why they give podcasts away, podcasts, they give it away. He's like, I have a couple interesting ideas about po- how to, how to do podcasts right. And they're like, the interviewer was like, well, what podcast do you like? He's like, I never heard a podcast in my life. Oh, so he's going to fix podcasts. He's never heard one. But he knows how to fit. You know, I say go for it. Go for it. I hope this blowhard. Yeah, I'll rent him studio space. I'll rent him there. I'll rent him this. Even get a call screen or AP mic. We got AP mic here. So AP Mike said that uh, he thinks Bucky Dent was uh, was one of the best shortstops in baseball in the 70s. You're wrong, Mike. Mike, you're wrong. I'll say you're wrong 80 times. This guy sucks. So then he lets the Chris Christie take over, the governor. Who This is a sitting governor. This is a sitting governor. Can you imagine? An actual guy who could be in the office, in his office working, decides to go do a sport. Oh, oh what you can say? I'm on vacation. It's my vacation. You know what? Maybe you don't take a vacation. If you've got enough time to go do a sports show, Maybe you can work an extra day. You know, if you're leaning, you could be cleaning. That's what we always said when I was a busboy. Well, I didn't say it. I had it said to me. If you're leaning, you could be cleaning. So he does this thing and he's on and then some guy calls and he just he like gets on him for this whole beach thing because this, this bum did a thing where he tied up a beach and he like, he kicked everyone off the beach because they couldn't settle a budget for the state. And then all the beaches were closed over, oh, well, over 4th of July uh, weekend. That was, yeah. Oh, no, don't worry. Not a time anybody wants to use the beach. Like the beach was closed in February. And then this dude goes and clogs up a beach, him and his dumb family. On a beach that's shut down for everybody else, he's tying it up, and then some guy's like, "Yeah, you tie that beach, yeah, you're on the beach, nobody else." And he starts going back, he starts yelling at the guy. It's like, yeah, this clown should be on sports radio. It's the last refuge of of the, the truly talentless. It's where talentless people go. Sports radio, you yell and scream about games that didn't happen yet. You're yelling about a game that didn't happen, and then and then 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 you go on and you 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 just spin it a different way when the game did something different than what you said it would because it always does because you don't know you're not a mind reader you ain't no 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 uh, what are you Ed Dames you you're doing a projection you see in the future you're major Ed Dames I don't think so I don't think you're major Ed Dames you might think you are. I know Major Ed Dames. I was friends with Major Ed Dames, and let me say you, sir, are no Major Ed Dames. So, oh, little, oh, 
Mamacita? Oh, I'm a little thirsty. Go forward. Please, please, Mamacita, please bring me, bring me a, a drink, Mamacita. Please. Please, please. There's all. What is this now? Oh, a black cherry. Thank you, Mamacita. Thank you. He doesn't even care. He's like, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so this guy's a, New Jersey is a, it's the laughing stock of America. Now with this bum thing that thinks he's, uh, thinks he's a sports talk guy. Tell me there's nothing he can do. He can't run a, it can't run a broom down, down the hallway. Tell me you can't run a broom down the hallway. Clean up a little bit. Water the plants. want to let you all know the best show we don't do ads no more no more ads you don't hear me reading ads about mattresses or razors or whatever it was we did in that era of the show which i will be eternally grateful for but no 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 more ads why because now the best show we we keep the show on the air and keep it running one way and one way only over at Patreon, my friends. Patreon.com slash the best show. And that's how you keep the show. That's how you support the show. That's how you tell everybody, I want the best show to keep going. You, you, you kick in what you can kick in. If you kick in, if you only can kick in a dollar, you kick in a dollar. We appreciate it. Dollar helps. Every dollar helps. You do more than that, you get things for it. $5, you get access to all the audio we put up, all the special uh, exclusive shows. $5 a month gets you that. Then you can get a sticker for more than that, then a Best Show pin, a beautiful Best Show pin. And uh, then there's the Garbage Pack, which is all past Best Show uh, uh, merch and whatnot. All sorts of things. But the the important thing is that you do go to Best Show you go to patreon.com slash the best show and you do what you can. We got 2,800 people now donating. I would love to get that to 3,000. What if it's a nice, even 3,000? Could you imagine the best show 3,000? Well, then I would be Mr. 3,000, not Bernie Mac. I would become Mr. 3,000. So do what you can. Help us out. Thank you. And what else is going on? What? What do some of these things say? I look at some of that. I don't even know what I wrote here. Oh, here's the thing. Muppet. Muppet voice. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Because I guess the guy who did the voice of Kermit the Frog quit. This guy, he was Kermit for God knows how long. Let me see. Kermit the... Let's see. Steve Whitmore. The voice of Kermit the Frog. He's after... After 27 years. Steve Whitmore is no longer the voice of Kermit the Frog. No. 
in the garbage. Dudio brought in some things saying bridge and tunnel. His sketch troupe are doing a show at the pit this Saturday. I'm not reading that. At the pit at 7.30 p.m. No, I'm not reading it. Get that out of here. If you're in New York, he wants everybody to go to that on Saturday. Uh, No, I'm not doing it. Sorry. So this guy, Steve Whitmore, the voice of Kermit the Frog, is uh is is gone. Now look, this Muppet franchise, this, this Muppet thing is in trouble. They had that TV show; it was one of the biggest flops in the history of television. The reboot of the Muppets. No one, no one wanted it because they had the the Muppets were were like. Saying like, hey, uh, like it was so trendy. It was like the Muppets are just like, hey, did you go to that subreddit and get log in? It's like, I don't want to hear this from the Muppets. I don't want to hear the Muppets talk about, you know, the, 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 the Groupons. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this guy... They, uh, I, from what I heard, and I have no, this is just this is speculative. I heard that the checks were not clearing with the Muppets. And again, this is not, this is, don't take this to, to the bank, but it's the rumor I heard. The checks were not clearing. So this guy doing the voice of Kermit the Frog started doing like other things with it, like where he would like call for your birthday and like, and then he would just do things. And then he got, uh, that wasn't paying the bill. So he got in a little deeper. So he started calling. People were paying him to say things that did not fit with the brand of Kermit. That's all I'll say. Like you could hire him to say literally anything and he would say it. It's sick. It's sad. He's out. So right now they're looking for a new Kermit the Frog. If you want to call... And if you can do a Kermit the Frog, I'll rep you. I'll be your I'll be your voice agent. I'll get you in with this uh, Muppet. What's it called? I'll get you in with the Muppets. We'll figure it out. I can't do Kermit the Frog. Hi, it's me, Kermit. Does that, does that sound like him, Mike? It does. Well, maybe I'll put myself up for the gig. Hey, it's me, Kermit. Hi, everyone. Kermit the Frog here. I, uh, sure like living in this bog. Uh, yeah, I'm a Kermit the Frog here, and, uh, it's the Muppets, everyone. Welcome. So if you do a good Kermit the Frog, I'll rep you. Get you in the thing, and I just get a piece of, I get a piece of the action. I just want a piece of this Muppet action. If this clears, at least. Oh, wait, they said they have a replacement already? No, I don't care. We'll, we'll run this guy out the way uh, the uh, uh, Conan O'Brien got run out. We'll Leno. We'll Leno this guy. Right? Hi. Best show. Hi, Tom. It's Cat from Raleigh. Cat from Raleigh. How are you tonight, Cat? I'm 
doing mostly fine, but I'm kind of amazed that this is like the second time in a row. I know there's also been before that I've been the first caller on a show with like I'm a reverse Fred or something. You and Fred are bookends then to the show. Huh. Fred calls with three minutes to go and you call uh, as the show begins. Huh. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. So how are you? What's going on in Raleigh tonight, Kat? Uh, Not a whole lot. The reason why I'm calling tonight is because I am about to embark on a road trip with my mom. She's coming like... In a couple days, real late, so I'm going to have to pick her up at the airport real late. And first, we're going to be driving to Asheville. Uh, neither of us have ever been. Then to D.C., and then, like, right around my birthday, um, it's going to be, like, uh, to the Baltimore suburbs for a family reunion at my aunt's house. And so that's going to be a lot of driving, and I'm trying to persuade her to listen to the best show at least part of the way. Yeah, it's a, it's a, first of all, it's not that that. Uh, what are you in the car for for eight hours each way? Yeah, it's a pretty long drive. Some of those legs. Yeah. And uh, what does what what does your mom want to listen to? Um, my mom. Well, she's a pretty classic baby boomer in her music taste. Um, she and my dad they listen to a lot of like. Sugar, Mac, she Eagle. went sugar pie, honey bunch, ooh, like songs like that. Oh, not so well, some Motown, but it's more like like seventies rock. Like I said, Fleetwood Mac and the Eagles, and like okay. my mom really likes like some country music that I think is corny as well as like Nora Jones. But we've agreed we're sharing the driving and. We've agreed that if one of us doesn't like the other's choice in audio, the other one in the passenger seat can put in headphones. Gotcha. So there's a, so there's an there's a there's an exemption you can uh, make happen there. Yeah. Well, maybe you're just going to learn to fall in love with I got friends in low places. <laughs> right? Not that. Not really that kind of country music. What country music? Gar- your 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 family don't like no Garth Brooks. Nah, it's more like older stuff. Like my my mom actually li- made me learn to like Johnny Cash because I didn't like any country music at all before I learned to like Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is great. You know, it's a great Johnny Cash song. What? Cocaine blues. Yeah, that's a good one. So Although I personally, am, I prefer uh, Folsom Prison over San Quentin. Well, he did cocaine blues at Folsom Prison. Oh, wait, you're right, you're right. Sorry, I got confused. You like San Quentin over Folsom Prison. No, I don't. I do like Folsom Prison over San Quentin. I just got confused. Wait, you don't like when he goes, 
I think I'm going to do the song again. San Quentin is a living hell to me. And like these prisoners are like, yeah! Yeah, that's one of the reasons I like Folsom Prison better. He's riling up the troops. The troops, they're not troops. They're... Um, yeah. Look, you can't go wrong, son. And then hopefully you play False in Prison. You hear that. Then you play the best show. You hear False in Prison. Then you hear uh, AP Mike. Right? <laughs> then your parents will uh, just be, your mom will just be like, yeah. So, yeah. Like, what? which one sounds like a jail? Right? <laughs> now, tell, tell me this, cat. If AP Mike... Because he has this site, apmike.bandcamp.com, and God, God help me for having to mention this again. What if he did, for 2018, what if he did a calendar? Because now's, now's when he's got to get on it. He's got to get on a calendar now. What if AP Mike... Like, would he be selling himself as attractive? Oh, I hope so, because he is attractive. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> I think, look, is he for everyone? No. But he's got a rugged, he's he's got a rugged vibe, like a, he's got like, Mike gives off like a, uh, like a Danny Trejo kind of lived in, very lived in, like, the one thing Mike doesn't want anyone to know, it's, it's, it's the same thing Kevin Durant, uh, did where you'd see him play ba- basketball and you'd see he had no tattoos on his arms, but then he would take off his jersey and he'd have tattoos all over the place. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's being friendly to corporations. And Mike has a similar <laughs> thing. If Mike wore a, a vest with no shirt underneath, you'd finally get a look at that that sun tattoo he has on his chest, right? Sun like the drone metal? <laughs> no, not like sun. No, not like sun. Oh, 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 not like that. He has a tattoo. It's like more like Henry Rollins. And it says, and this is a reference to the band Pussy Galore, which I don't know if he knows everybody that I finally figured out what it was. Their album, Dial M for MFR, had the original title. That sounds like an unmarketable album title. Well, the original title is what Mike has tattooed on his chest around this sun. It says, make them eat bleep slowly. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very aggressive. And I'm just, ho- I, I think that could be one of the paid, that could be a month in the calendar, right? I mean, like, I bet some people would want to see him, like, just flat-out shirtless. Well, look, let's not get outrageous here. This is not this is not an adult bookstore. This is, uh, we, should, we need to, it needs to be artistic. I think, and look, this is not a, a porno calendar either. This should be safe for work. You'd hang this in your office. I think what if there one page is Mike feeding a, the, the, the chickens on a farm, right? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to see that? Him throwing down chicken feed. I just thought the chickens would behave because chickens are vicious. Look, that's his problem. He's the one that's got to go film the thing. If he gets if he gets uh, chomped by the chickens, then that's it's 
That's the price of doing business. I I think um, an AP my calendar would would be the greatest thing I ever saw. It would definitely be entertaining. Yeah. So I'll put you down for one. They're six hundred dollars each. So I'll put you down for one cat. I guess I'll put your your mom down for one too. So that's two. That's uh, twelve hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars shipping. Uh, so thirteen hundred dollars. Uh, okay. Mike, I sold two of your six hundred dollar calendars. Hey, I put a best show sticker on my car. I'm giving you okay. free advertising. Well, that actually, uh, I don't remember signing a, a, a zoning uh, dispensation for that. So that's a $75 fine, Kat, uh, for that. That's an unlicensed placement of a sticker. So that's another 70 So it's 13 7 Let's round up to 1400 Well, this is what I say, Kat, all kidding aside. You and the, the, the best thing of what you're doing is you're hanging out with your mom. It's going to be great. Okay. You're going to have a good time and you, 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 you mix and match on the, on the stereo and maybe you each learn a little bit about each other. Yeah, I hope so. Which is I one. I she's going to meet Sid and I'm really happy because I've been waiting for her to meet Sid ever since I adopted him. Yeah, great. That'd be awesome. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. This is the beauty of when you get when you get out of your your teenage years and you become an adult, and then you can actually talk to a parent like a fellow adult. So enjoy it's that. Like every time I go home to visit them, I realize I'm glad I live alone. Yeah, well, you, you're visiting though. You have to realize this is not this is not where you live. You're visiting. You do it. You have you have fun. It runs a, probably runs out of steam a little bit, and then it's over. Yeah, and also I'm an only child, so my parents can't, like, divert their attention to anyone else. Yeah, well, that attention, you take it. Take the attention. Mm. Take it while you got it. Yeah, also free food. And free food. Take that while you got it, too. <laughs> All right, Kat, I appreciate it. You have a great trip. Yeah, thanks. Okay, take care. Bye. Right. Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom, how are you? Oh, I think I know who this is. is yeah, I don't know who this is, Bob, man. What's up? Right? How you doing, Tom? I'm doing well, buddy. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Now, just a minute. Hey, you know who this is? This is Everett Bob's evil twin. I just want you to know that I like you too, Tom, but I'm evil. I just want you to know that. Now, what is your uh, deal? I'm so evil, I killed daisies in spring. I'm so evil, I call a favorite dog. Get out of here, man. Get. I'm sorry, Colin. He interrupted me. You ran your evil twin out. Yeah. Good. I'm sorry he interrupted me. No. Uh, Look, <laughs> evil that's twins. That's not the guy that came in the other time, uh, that big fat snowboarder. That's my evil twin. Uh, that, that's what these evil twins once do. Oh, wow, you know, and pain in the neck. I tell you, these evil twins, you gotta watch your step around them. Yeah, I, I, uh, he's still here. Get out of here, man! Go, go, go! Get out! <laughs> oh, he's gone. Okay. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing well. Now, what is your evil twin's name? Oh, uh, that would be Avalanche Bomb Zero. <laughs> Avalanche That's Bob Zero? Yeah, I call him a Zero. 
because he's no good. He's like, always bothering me, you know. I mean, uh, like Coke had a zero. fight with him the other day, uh, real bad, you know. And uh, he got a couple punches, but I but I kicked his ass, so good. that's okay. Good. Yeah. Thank God. So I just want you to. Uh, so how's everything with you, Mister Chaplin? Oh, I'm just enjoying the summer. Just enjoying the summer. The the heat. Is it hot enough oh, there great. for you? Is it hot enough for yeah, you, Avalanche Bob? Yeah, the bugs. Watch out for the bugs. bugs, man. You got to watch out for the bugs. You got to watch the bugs. Hey, will you give uh, a shout out, you got Avalanche? One bug calling you up sometimes. <laughs> will you give a shout I don't out, know Avalanche? Who he is? But he sounds like a bug. Yeah. Well, there, there's a guy. Yeah. There's a, a young boy who listens to the show, Avalanche Bob. He's a huge fan of yours. His name's Fred really? from Fred from Honolulu. He's oh. a he's nine years old. He loves you so much. Would you oh. give him a shout out, Avalanche Bob? Say say something nice to this kid so they'd give him a little shot in the arm. He's failing he's flunking out of summer school right now. And he could use oh. he could use the encouragement. Oh, hey uh, man, uh, keep rocking man. You can do anything in this world. Nothing can stop you. You can do anything. Don't worry about it. So rock a hula man, keep rocking. I love it. That's nice of you to do. The little little, yeah. little Fred from Honolulu. Yeah, little Fred. Say hey, yeah. little. Can you, yeah, say hey, little Fred. I love you, buddy. Hey, little Fred. What's up? There you go. That'll. We'll edit that together, and it'll be just a dream come true. Yeah. So what are you yeah. doing? What are you doing this summer, Avalanche Bob? Oh uh, well, I, I haven't been to the beach yet. Um, I think I'm going to go this week. Uh, now, what beach do you go to? I go to Coney Island, I think. Yeah. Coney Island. Yeah. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love Coney Island. Yeah. Just want to play yeah. f- uh, football for the coach. You know what I mean? Like Lou Reed right. said, Coney Island Bay. Right. Uh, right. I've never been to uh, the, the, the the big park in Jersey. What's the name? Um, oh yeah, I can't think of it right now. Uh, you know, um, Six Flags Great Adventure. I never went there. Yeah, have you been fun. there, Tom? I have been there. It's fun. Yeah, really great, right? Uh, I rode on this one roller coaster and then I threw up. Yeah, I I can't go in circles. Anything straight, I'm fine. But anything in circles, yeah. I get kind of sick. You Not know? me. I don't know. I've always had that, uh, except for maybe America. <laughs> what kind of it. junk? What yeah. kind of junk food? What do you eat when you go to the boardwalk? What do you eat? Anything? Anything uh, crazy? Yeah, I love the I love the shrimp and uh, Coney Island. Yeah, the Coney Island. I shrimp. love the shrimp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Nathan's. Yeah. Yeah, I love their seafood there. How about you? Yeah, I like the seafood at Nathan's also. Yeah. I was actually yeah. in that hot dog eating contest. Well, yeah, I was, um, yeah I, boy, I don't know how they can do that. Yeah. How they, that time they get so much food in their stomach. Can you imagine? Wow. It's, glutt- unbelievable, it's, glutt- it's gluttony. Huh? It's gluttony. Really unbelievable. Yeah, the way these guys yeah. do it. So, yeah, it sure is. What's going on with any live performances coming up? Anything you want to tell everybody well, about? Oh, uh, Tom, okay, here's what's happening. We're finishing up the album next week. Uh, we've got the tracks done. We've got some live singers coming in now. We've got the electronic tracks done. Um, we've got live singers coming in. We're going to finish it up. It should be out by the 1st of August, and then uh, 
We're going to have at Maloney's Bar, we're going to have a snow jam there. Uh, I mean, a summer jam uh, for the release of the album. And, uh, you know, it looks good, Tom. All right. And, when, uh, when is that? Do we? Do you know when that is yet? Um, as soon as the album comes out, which should be the 1st of August. Uh, right. Because we were hoping the end of July, but he, uh, Sam had to go on tour with his band, so... Um, so I had to wait for him to come back to finish it up, and uh, we're working on the end of it next week, and uh, things look really good, Tom. And thank you for everything you've done for me, and uh, Snow Power Rules, man. Of course, yep. Snow Power Rules. You have a great time at Coney Island, Avalanche, Bob. Yeah, I'll Tom, talk nice to you talking. You take care. You have a great night, okay? Oh, thank you, buddy. All right, bye. Okay. Good guy. Good guy. Very good guy. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Josh, formerly from Elizabeth now living in Philadelphia. Josh? What brought you to Philadelphia, Josh? What happened? Uh, a little work, a little this and that, you know. Yeah, little this and that. Could you sound any shadier? Little this and that. <laughs> what brought you What brought you from, from where? Where were you again? Uh, Elizabeth, yeah, New Jersey. You, you went from Elizabeth to Philadelphia. What brought you to Elizabeth to Philadelphia? Oh, a little this and that. <laughs> That's the shadiest thing I ever heard in my life. I'm sorry, we've got bridges. So what's going on tonight, Josh? Well, you were talking earlier about uh, about uh, Kermit the Frog, and uh, if anyone can do the voice to call in. Yeah, do you do it? Uh, I don't have a Kermit the Frog impression, but I do have two impressions that I've been working on, and I was wondering if you could help me out with them. Yeah, let's hear him. This is you're going. You're 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 making the show your own, which is okay. This is what is this? Um, uh, color me mine. Like who they are? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What what are the impressions? Well, do you want me to tell you what they are, or do you want to? I don't know. What's the best way to do? You clearly have some some presentation in mind. Give it to me the way you want to. You clearly want okay. to do them and want me to guess who they are. Okay, I'll do I'll do one, and and you can guess. Yeah, like you want me to. Go ahead. Okay. Here we go. I don't know. Who's that, Andy Kindler? <laughs> um, no, no, it's not. I don't know. What? 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 What is that? That would uh, that would have been Robert Durst. Hmm. Very very marketable impression. Very fun. <laughs> very fun. And- I've got one more, but I'm afraid it might be a little too similar. What, what, what is it? Fred Durst? <laughs> what do you got? I'm let's not hear that it. good. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. Here we go. Hi, Tom. I don't know. Who is that? Josh from Pencil from Philadelphia? <laughs> now, who is that? No, that, that, would, uh, that was my, uh, my, my Greg Gether uh, impression. Oh, boy. You really know how to play to the marketplace. <laughs> Robert Durst and Greg Gethard. Well, look, you got a you got a bright future for you in the impre- in the impersonation game. I look forward to seeing you uh, at a uh, at the local theater soon. All right, thanks, Tom. Have a- I don't know, man. What am I supposed to do with that guy, Mike? Right. What am I supposed to do? 
So I went on uh, Sunday. Did you see the picture I put on Instagram? Me and uh, uh, John Wesley Ship. Yeah. I went to this uh, comic convention, this comic book convention. And uh, I wanted to go with my friend uh, Z-Man, Zach. The Z man invited me to go, and then suddenly I, I was very they got they got very tight for me to go. I wasn't sure if I could swing it, so I uh, I, I wasn't able to make a day of it. So uh, the, the I didn't go with him. Um, I regret that because this guy Z man, he's a nice guy. This guy, he's the he's the guy who does Wally Wacky Man, the puppet. Um, and the thing is, why isn't this guy? Why they they fired this Kermit the Frog guy? Get him in there. Get Wally Wacky, paint Wally Wacky Man green or something. This is for two year olds, they can't tell the difference. Think these Muppet fans could tell the difference between Kermit the Frog and Wally Wacky Man if he was green? Just dump a green can of paint on his head. So I go to this thing. I just want to blast in and out of it. First of all, $30 to get in. Oh my God, $30. 30. 30. So I can go and, and look at, so I could go in and buy things, basically. Imagine if you went to the mall and they charged $30 to get in so that you could shop. That's what this was. And I get in this thing and I'm walking around and they, this is what, this is the, this is the dregs of the, the, the whole thing. This is the one I went to last year and the guy who had the weird question mark on his face with a ski mask and he scared me. So I go to this thing and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm blasting through this thing fast. I'm getting through this thing fast. And then I walk into the one room and I see a giant banner and it says, it says, John Wesley Ship is here and he's signing autographs. So I go up, I get an autograph, I pay for it. Forty dollars. Forty. For this guy. he He's the guy who, remember there's a caller, Spike, who used to call the show and still does occasionally. Well, Spike loved, loves John Wesley Ship. He's a big fan. And this guy's famous because he was on the show The Flash. And I guess he's on the new version of The Flash. So I'm like, this guy talked about this John Wesley Ship enough. And then I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll get the thing signed. So I get some picture of him signed. Then like, well, you want a picture with him? Like, yeah, sh- yeah, sure. Ten more dollars. What? I'm starting to think this is a profit-based endeavor. So I, what am I going to do? Say no, fine, let me pay it. They take my phone. This John Wesley ship puts his hand, arm around me and he says to take the picture. And then I'm thinking to mention Spike to him. And I'm like, I'm not going to mention Spike. I don't know if there's a thing with this guy's... I know Spike's driving this guy up the wall. I'm going to get arrested. 
So I didn't mention I got the picture taken. I put it on Instagram. But man, those comic those comic that was a that was a that's some thin soup, man. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Oh, and Dean Kane was there too. Dean Kane. Can you imagine? Oh, it's Dean Kane. Got to talk to that snooze. Who wants a who would want a picture with that guy? Yeah, it's uh, me and Dean Kane. And the picture of me and and John Wesley Ship came out so awful because I was a I was not expecting to have my picture taken. I was. I, I look. I looked very. I looked like I rolled out of my a veritable bed in the picture. So I put it up, but I cropped myself out of it for the most part. Yeah, I'm done with these comic conventions. I don't know. Just trash. People just selling piles of trash. What's that, Mike? I can't hear you. Oh, that was it. That was the only two there. Oh, okay. And uh, the saddest thing I saw there was some, uh, uh, there's like a, a woman dressed in a costume like a, like a, uh, in a, like a leotard as some superhero. And then this guy just like, oh, I get a picture of you. Oh, I get a picture. And he's like making her pose. It was like fame. I thought it was like fame when uh, Coco and fame. Remember when... Uh, like, all right, now, uh, why don't you take that shirt off? Like, it was, it was that level of creepiness, but it's in the middle of a a thing. Yeah, so it was unsettling. Did you do the thing? Not yet. Not yet? The thing, yeah. No. The Pat? Not yet, no. He was just uh, duty so Just duty, okay. Should we yeah. get Pat on it now? Yeah. <laughs> Best show. Hey, hi. This is Mary from Lansdale. Mary from where now? Lansdale, PA. Mary from Lansdale, PA. What's going on, Mary? Well, um, I want to talk about the giant Ferris wheel in Ocean City. Oh. Because I was just there oh. on Sunday. You mean the one I went on a month or so ago and had to beg to get off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's terrifying. It's huge. Yeah, <laughs> and I realize I'm not cut out for Ferris wheels. I, I, that 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 does it for me in Ferris wheels for my whole life. I went on that thing. I thought I could do it, and I was like feeling good. I finished writing this one thing, and I'm feeling like I could take on the world. Let me get on this this Ferris wheel. I get on the thing. Immediate regret. Yep. I thought I was going to to fall to my to my doom. Exactly. Did you go on it? I- I did. My my husband kind of convinced me. We had been down the shore for the day, and, you know, we'd been down Sea Isle, and we're drinking, and he's just like, oh, you know what we ought to do? We ought to go up to Ocean City and get on that giant Ferris wheel that you're terrified of. I'm like, well, sure, I've had a few drinks. That sounds great. And so we do. Uh, we drive up there. So the, two, <laughs> the two of you are just like, we should go on that Ferris wheel. We should go on. We should, why don't we go on this Ferris wheel? <laughs> Ah, right, yeah. let's go on the Ferris. Let's do it. <laughs> so you 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 drunk drive to to Ocean City. Well, no, he was sober. I wasn't. Okay, so you were. <laughs> That's 
you were you had a good buzz going. Yeah, exactly. I had a good buzz going, and he was fine. He's like, you got to do it now because you're like all relaxed. And I'm like, sure, that sounds like a perfect idea. So you Unfortunately, get- by the time we bought the tickets and we're in line, I had sobered up. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was probably better, though. Could you imagine if you're drunk on that thing and you started to have a drunken panic attack? True. Let me Thank off you know, it. Yeah. Let me off the Ferris wheel. Let me <laughs> off. Exactly. So you went on it. They, when did you, yeah. at what moment, Mary, did you regret getting on that thing? I'd say about halfway up the first term. Like, yeah. like, like I guess when you're like a quarter of the way up and you tell me you're like, oh, I'm a couple stories up. Yeah, when oh, you're at, like this. At, <laughs> at nine o'clock. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. That's when I did too. Because at first swoosh upward you're like oh okay and then suddenly when the angle changes yeah then it's like oh the ferris wheel's under me now yeah it's one of those things where you're just staring straight ahead because i i just don't look down you know just oh god you know i'm actually getting sweaty palms just thinking about now i hated it (laughs) i hated it i don't know why i did it i learned nothing i learned nothing about myself (laughs) yeah and it's one of these things where, so I'm on the Ferris wheel, and he's fine. He's, like, taking pictures, and he's like, oh, that's good. Oh, look, you can see so far. And I'm like, honey, I'm looking exactly at the center column, which I'm gripping with all of my life right now. I'm not looking at anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's, he's thinking, this is great. What's wrong? I'm like, no, no, this is, this is awful. Because <laughs> he doesn't have the fear of it. No, no, none at all. He, he thought the little, the little uh, roller coaster next to it was terrifying. It's like a little baby roller coaster. Yeah, no, that like, looks, nope. Look, that looked upsetting to me in its own way because that looked like it would fall apart when I was on it. I could, well, picture, I could yeah. picture that breaking. <laughs> that lo- it looked rickety to me. Oh, oh, it's at least as old as me, and I'm like 38, so yeah, it's it's falling apart. <laughs> but um, he had no fear whatsoever, and I, I was so mad because I finally get down to the bottom. You know, because it goes around like what three times. And each, each oh, time, you know, I, I wouldn't know. I got off after turn, <laughs> after rotation number one. I got off. <laughs> I begged the guy to let me off, and he barely let me off the thing. He almost wanted me to. He he like I was like, uh, yeah, can I get off this, please? As I'm coming around the turn at five o'clock now, say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to get off. I think I want to get off now. Five o'clock. He let me off that thing at seven o'clock. I, I almost had to f- take a step down to get oh, off no. of it. That kid played with me. He thought it was funny. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrified just thinking about so it. So you again. rode three. Yeah. You did the full the full trip on it. Oh yeah, because it's the middle of summer, so like the thing is packed, and so they're not gonna let me off just because I look terrified, you know. Oh, they're, they'll let you off. Uh, trust me, they'll let you off. They might, they might have some fun at your expense. <laughs> they're going to let you I'd off, try, though. I'd say I'd, I'd try to remember that for next time, but there's not going to be a next time. No, there. Thank you. You are, you are doing the right thing with that. Thank there you. There will be no next time. <laughs> Perfect. That is that is music to my ears, Mary. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and I just wanted to back you up on how terrifying that. Ferris wheel is. Thank you so much. You have a great evening. You too. All right, bye. Bye.
I sat there alone upon the Ferris wheel A pastel-colored carriage in the air I thought you'd leave me dangling for a little while A silly twist upon a childish dare Below I saw you whispering to another man Who held the lever that could bring me down He'd stop the world from turning at your command It's always something cruel that laughter drowns And I'm a And the master singing a song about me on a Ferris wheel. He wrote that about me. Well, Elvis Costello wrote that about me. He heard my story about getting on the Ferris wheel in Atlantic City and wrote a song about it. Hey, Dudio, how are you doing, buddy? How how was that thing? Yeah. Best show. Hello. Hi, best show. Hey, is my friend here? Why don't you send them in? And the other fella, the, the other fellas can come in at any point. Everyone's welcome here on the best show. Oh, well, would you look at that? It's Josh Cantor. How are you, Josh? Hey, Tom, I'm so excited to be here. Well, it's exciting to have you here. Welcome to the best show. You, why don't you have a seat in the blue chair? Another Elvis Costello song, The Blue Chair. Another song written about the studio. He wrote it. Why don't you put the headphones on? That way you can hear the callers. Turn your mic up. Josh Cantor, how are you? I'm great. Why don't you pull that mic towards you? Mm-hmm. It's all new to this guy. I thought this guy knew. Uh, I thought he knew the the, the 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 equipment. I know a lot about recording, but not a lot a lot about vocal uh, uh-huh. type stuff. Sure. Well, this is a microphone. Okay. You talk into it, and then so they hear it, and it was like the one of the best inventions ever. So, Josh, you first of all, welcome. Thank you. You are best known as the organist for the Boston Red Sox. That's probably the thing I'm best known as, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're known as the organist for the Boston, and you've been doing that for how long? This is my 15th year now. Unbelievable. That's how, that's exciting. Isn't it so exciting? It's great. I mean, it's, you know, you're there for a certain amount of time, and then you kind of look around at your colleagues and who's still working there and who's new and who's old. And eventually you realize like, Oh, I'm one of the old timers now, you know? Yeah. You're, you're like a, a character <laughs> in the, in the tapestry of, of what that is of baseball and Red Sox lore. Yep. Because the first world series they won was in 2000 and, 
four. Check your uh, calendar. I think my guy was the organist at that point. Then they won in 2008. 2007. Seven. Check your calendar. I think my guy was the organist then. Then they won again in... When? Did they? That's 13. It. 13. 2013. Check your calendar. I think my guy was the organist then. This guy did it. There's a hundred years. Everyone who played organ was a jinx. Right? <laughs> they were just a, 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 they, they were the Red Sox curse. And then they bring my guy, Josh Cantor in. He plays, takes a little bit of time. Couple, because you were there for like three years before uh, they. My second year was when they won it. Oh they yeah, they won the second year. Oh, yeah. So it took them a year to to shake off the rust. Yeah, just get comfortable, you know. We <laughs> lost then, game seven yeah. that year, yeah. and then he's like, "Now it's time we win." Yeah, magic fingers made the winning show up. <laughs> I want to build this up, and you'll be some weird like there'll be like a superstition built around you. Yeah, if we build this up correctly, then it's just like because somebody be like, "He is the reason we're winning." Right? They'll, like, believe it. Some people claim it. I I mean, I'm, if you look at David Ortiz's numbers, uh-huh. the, the evidence would suggest that he played a greater <laughs> role than I did. Yeah. But maybe he couldn't do it unless unless he couldn't hear the guy, the organist, playing Big Star songs, sneaking Big Star songs in. Yeah, no. That, maybe he wouldn't have done it. That, I'm sure that motivated him, at least on a couple occasions. What's the craziest song you've slipped in? Um, and they're all fun. You're fit. You're making. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I yeah. Some are crazier than others. I, I mean, there's been so many, and I and I often don't even remember them. The one that comes to mind as you ask the question was, um, somebody asked if I would play a Sun Ra song on Sun Ra's 100th birthday, mm-hmm. and I did do that. And the small but very loyal set of Sun Ra fans went crazy for it. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that's a nice gesture. I still think the craziest one you did was the best show theme. During the World Series. That was pretty crazy. The night they won. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm, someone else <laughs> sprinkled a little fairy dust on the stadium that night. That's right. Josh. What was I going to say to you? I'm going to take a couple calls and we're going to keep things moving. Do you have your uh, your your uh, one of the tricks of your trade with you tonight? I got Here. some tricks, yeah. Okay. It's All not right. fully set up yet, well, but we'll we can set, make that happen. We'll set it up. Hello? Yes, hi, Best Show. Welcome to the Best Show. Is, is this Tom? This is Tom. To whom am I speaking? Your, uh... Oh, this is, this is, this is Jimmy from Gloucester City. I heard you're talking about the Sox. I'd like to talk about my Phillies now. You're talking about the Red Sox. Well, yeah, the Red Sox, but the Red Sox, you know, who, who cares about the Red Sox? Remember in 2008 when the Phillies won the World Series? Yeah, yeah, we all we all talk about it still. That magical still talk year. Talk about it. It wasn't it Ryan Howard on first base, Chase Utley on second. No, they don't... had they had Jimmy Rollins at shortstop. All right, what? it was a great team. Are you going to talk? Are you going to talk to me? You're going to quote the, the 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 lineup. Well, I mean, remember there was Cole Hamels. I know you're gone. You're gone. I hope you remember. Special. Uh, Gotcha. Yes, hi. Welcome hey, to the Tom? Yeah, you're on. You're on. Hey, Tom, can you say happy birthday to my girlfriend? We're in Block Island, Rhode Island. We, we're originally from 
uh, Brooklyn. But she just turned 26, and I would love for you to give her a uh, well, what's your very name? happy birthday. What's your name, young man? My name's Matt. I'm from Brooklyn. And what is your girlfriend's name? Lauren. Uh, she's from Manhattan. Lauren? She, Lauren. She's part of the uh, DOI. It's the Department of Investigators. She's a very proud member of that. And it would be fantastic if you could give her a very wonderful happy birthday. Uh, well, is she there now? Yep. All right, well, put, why am I talking to you? Hand the phone to her. Oh, I can get her on here. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, Lauren, why don't you get out of here? He's asking for you. Uh, Come out here. It's a snooze. Yeah. Lauren, talk to him. Hi. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm okay. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. It means so much. We always listen to your show every Tuesday. And it comes from the heart. I wasn't coerced into this in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's an arm twister. <laughs> what are you doing for your birthday? You have a nice cake? Uh, we went, uh, we're actually in Block Island, Rhode Island. Have you been? I haven't. Do they not have cake there? No, they don't have cake there. Just fish. Just a crab there. cake. Will you get a crab cake with a candle in it? Yeah. So, so this guy, what's his name, Mike? Matt. Matt. How long have you known Matt for? About a year. Is he, an all, is he all right? Yeah, he's really sweet. He sounds like a little bit of he's a really loose sweet. cannon, though, right? A little bit of a loose cannon? A little bit of a what? Loose cannon. Oh, yeah, he's a little bit of a loose cannon. Right? Kind of unpredictable. A rageaholic. He's a moped, and, and he flipped us over on it. Oh, okay, so he flipped you over on a moped. How about um? How about when he just gets mad and then you you talk you say Matt, Matt, and it's it's like he clearly can't even hear you, and you're like Matt, and he's clearly somewhere else, right? And he calls yeah. it he calls it the, he calls it the red zone that he goes into when he gets mad, right? And you're like Matt, Matt. Um, that's usually just him normally, not when he's mad. He doesn't usually get mad, but when you're talking to him, he does that. Well. I gotta say this also, and somebody on Twitter just pointed this out. His birthday gift to you, little, little cheap. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna browbeat, a, I'm gonna browbeat the host of the best show into saying happy birthday to you. What's wrong, with this guy? Yeah, I guess it is a little cheap. He's a tightwad. He's it's a thoughtful though. He's a rageaholic tightwad. <laughs> oh no! Well, look, I shouldn't be putting you in this situation. You're probably gonna have to end up uh, picking up a kitchen knife. Right? <laughs> I don't think there are any knives the where we are, but okay. I'll try and safeguard them. Well, look, I'm just teasing. He seems like a fantastic guy, and I'm not saying this because suddenly I realize <laughs> that I'm scared of him. <laughs> All right, boy. Thank you. Well, look, you enjoy your birthday lobster bisque or whatever you're having there, right? A lobster bisque right. with a candle in it. All right. Thank okay, you. Right. So- oh, boy. 
Josh. Yes, Tom. Sometimes it's just like, you know what this feels like when you're in that, you're in the stadium and you're playing and the Red Sox are just getting their clocks cleaned. Yeah, somebody sent me a picture last week that they had taken of me at the game. This was like a year or two ago. The Red Sox were literally losing the game 20 to 1. <laughs> and they showed a picture of me like on the giant scoreboard playing yeah. music in between innings. And I just, I didn't even realize but I had the most dejected look on my face. I was like, oh, it's 20 to 1. Yeah. And I'm the person who's supposed to make people feel better about this yeah. right now. Now, what song do you play when it's 20 to 1? Uh, I don't remember what it was. Um, there was one, uh, I don't remember. I mean, the one, the one of the handful of, among the handful of go-tos for like disappointing moments lately has been, the, um, uh, Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Sure. Big yes. popular hit. Yeah. Kids love that one. Now, there's no way you don't play Bown Out. Right? Uh, I've never played that one. The DJ plays a recording of that oh. one on some occasions. Yeah. And there was one, uh, there was one season when that song was especially popular and got a lot of yeah. play from the DJ. There's more of a chance of a game being played without bats than a game being played without that song at Fenway. Right? They would, they would be more likely to say, hey, we're going to try a game without bats tonight versus, hey, we're going to try a game tonight without playing the the song by the uh yeah. or if not that song some other dropkick murphys song maybe yeah yeah mike yeah. you like the dropkick murphys right not really. not really oh that's a shocker let's go back to the phones here best show hey tom this is jake from brooklyn how's it going jake from brooklyn it's going well to what do i owe the pleasure of this call jake well, quickly, I want to say that I got some WD-40 and fixed my door. It was all ah, thanks to you. You're the guy and, who uh, called last week, and your door squeak was so loud. It was horrible. Let's hear that door now. All right, ready? Yeah. Just opening and shutting. Listen to that. And how? T- tell me this, Jake. The quality yeah. of her, quality of life. How much has it changed? Like, eh, tremendously. It's much better. I mean, I just did it tonight. I haven't slept through the night with it yet. It was like, because I knew the best show was on, that's what reminded me to do it. But just think of what, and how much did the the WD-40 cost? $3? Four four dollars. Yeah, $4. So $4 and the quality of your life went just ass through the roof. Absolutely. I'm so happy I can't even express it. Isn't it funny how the little things can make big differences like that? They, they really can, and this one was like, I, it's, I can't believe that I never would have thought on my own, you know, you can fix this problem that bothers you literally three times a night. Yeah. There you go. You fix but it. I'll take that with me and maybe try to apply it to other things in life, you know? I think it's good advice, Jake, because I gave yeah. it. Get off my phone, with all due respect. A, a, a loving get off my phone. Josh Cantor. Yes, sir. Red Sox organist, rock, rock, uh, uh, like you're like a, you're like a, uh, like a, uh, gun for hire, right? Yeah. In uh, a lot of cases. Yeah, you're like, kind of. I, I, I sit in with a lot of bands and I'm really, really lucky to get to do that. Like a soldier of fortune, but with music instead of Right. With an accordion guns. instead of a weapon. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Who have you played with 
uh, of like you played with Ted Leo a couple last week, right? Was there a thing I saw with you and Ted? Yeah, we kind of accidentally ended up at the same place at the same time and thought it'd be a good idea to play a song together. Okay. Um, that was at a Waco Brothers gig, so I played a couple shows with the Waco Brothers over the weekend. They're one of my favorite live bands, so mm-hmm. I feel super lucky to play with them. Um, I just did a gig earlier this evening in New York City with uh, my good friend Lisa Bastoni, who's a fantastic songwriter. And, um, uh, you know, pretty much anybody who calls, if I think they're nice people and I like their songs, I'll, I'm, I'm not real picky beyond that. You'll just play. I love to play. You love to play? Skyler, you do it for the love of the game, yeah. right? Yep. The music game. Well, speaking of the music game, I went the last two nights I spent in Red Bank, New Jersey, seeing King Crimson. Oh. Yeah, right? I went to both shows. They played two nights. Uh-huh. This is with the three-drum lineup? The three-drum lineup. Yeah. So I'm at this thing. Because I'm like, they're playing two nights. I'm like, when are they ever going to play Red Bank, New Jersey ever again? So I'm like, I'm going to both shows. So Sunday, I get a ticket. I pull into the the parking lot about two blocks from the from the Count Basie Theater, and I'm just I almost go get I almost pull back out and go home. I'm just looking at this sea of people walking toward the theater. All first of all, all dudes. It was all dudes. Mm-hmm. This thing was as I've never been. I I can't think of a thing I've been at. I, at first, I, I you know I thought it was. I thought I was looking for a sign that said King of the Hill auditions this way because everybody walking toward this theater looked like one of the four guys from King of the Hill from the cartoon. I thought they were doing a live action King of the Hill movie and these were all the people auditioning because they all looked like either the guy with the sunglasses or the, 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 but what's his face? Bill, the bald guy in the, the sleeveless t-shirt. Or Hank Hill or the other guy in the whatever boom house. I like, they were all like, so I'm like, but the, but imagine if the guys in King of the Hill had shirts that said yes on them and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. But I'm like, all right, and, and I gotta say at this point, I feel like I've hit a limit with guys in shorts for like events. It's like if you're going on the boardwalk, of course you wear shorts on the boardwalk. I don't care. The beach, of course you can wear shorts. You're, you're washing your car, you wear shorts. You go to a thing in a, a theater, you can't put pants on that long, long pants. That's too much of a, a inconvenience for you to wear long pants while, and everybody on stage is wearing a suit. That's the other thing. Everybody on stage is wearing a suit and there's guys that are, are not dressed up enough to hose out a dumpster they're 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 underdressed to hose out a dumpster so i'm just like guys just wear long pants it's not gonna kill you you can do it so we go away i go in single ticket by the way big shocker there played some uh king crimson for my wife she's like so what is this what what kind of stuff are they gonna play play something for she's like nope Good luck with that. She thought I deliberately played a bad song to to just get her to not go. Like, why would I play a song to not get you to go? And then she's like, no, I hated that. And I'm like, fair enough. Their music is, 
I love it. It is as indef- it is as indefensible as possible. If somebody doesn't like it, I can't defend it. You're not wrong. It's big and bombastic, and the songs are super long, and and now they have three drummers up front, and it's like if you don't want that, absolutely, I get not wanting that. I barely want it, and I went both nights. So, but you, I get there, I get my seat. This big sign on stage says, "Do not film, do not take pictures of this." Like the band wants nothing. They don't want you filming the thing, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm glad with that. I'm tired tired of looking at you, go to shows and you're looking through a a phone. I gotta look through the phone of the person in front of me. But this is what I would have said. I I I, I don't want to take pictures of the band. I want to take pictures of the audience. I would have asked Robert Fripp for a dispensation. I want to take a picture of the guy sitting slumped in his seat, who conducted the entire time, the, the show. There was a guy in front of me. Slumped like you'd think he was like melting in the chair. Like he was soft serve ice cream left in the sun. His head barely poked over the top of his seat, but I saw his arms just as he conducted every moment of the set. Or I would have taken a picture of the two guys who were analyzing the, the, the equipment the whole show. The one guy's like, so at one point, the singer, there's a guy playing uh, woodwinds and flutes and saxophones. And look, I know the saxophone's a brass instrument, not a woodwind. I'm sorry, right? Uh, I'm just got to read. Yeah, but you'd read. think it was a brass. Uh, we'll figure that out later. So this, this oh, so so there's a guy playing uh, all that stuff, and then the singer is playing guitar. At one point, the singer pulls a flute out. Guy's like, he's got a flute. The singer's got a flute now, too. And these two guys are talking. Look at the flute. They're both playing flute. Like, they're analyzing the equipment like you'd think they were doing ordering for for Guitar Center. The way these guys were analyzing. Like, it was the NAM show. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm watching it. It's great. And look, again, the music's indefensible. I get it. Is it in, but it's like, it's good though. I'll say this. It's, I know it's good. And I, I, I'd like to think I know what I'm talking about with music. You know what that's like, uh, Josh. You know, you know the good stuff and you can say why it's the good stuff. But it's not like I listened to this Hamburger Men show the other day, this podcast Hamburger Men. I'm listening to this thing and the one guy, and these guys fit the bill with this, these bad, these, Comedians with bad taste in music, man. I tell you, you take it to the bank. <laughs> These one guy's like uh, saying how he likes Dave Matthews, and then he's saying he likes. Uh, he's he's talking about U two like this is some underrated uh, band that people should give a, give a, a a shot to to these struggling these struggling young troopers from Ireland. Give them a shot. And then the other guy hosts the thing. He's like, he says, says he likes a Pink Floyd thing. And then this one guy goes, I'm the Pink Floyd guy here. I'm the, what? Pink Floyd guy. Oh, you're the Pink Floyd guy. It's a, one of the biggest bands in the history of, of music. But he, oh. comedians and music, man, keep me away. So I know the good stuff. This is good. I know it's good. 
So they're playing the show, and then at one point there's an intermission. I'm telling you this, the line to the bathroom, the line to the men's room, the entire length of the theater. This was guys, the 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 the, the women's room, you, you was uh, you think it was uh, the, you think it was that Will Smith movie where the uh, was the New York was it the uh, the apocalypse happened that he's running around in New York with like uh, like uh, mountain lions it's him and mountain lions and vampires was that movie Mike Ugh. no it's not Hitch come on Mike no it's not Wild Wild West either. No, it wasn't the pursuit of happiness either, Mike. Come on. Yeah, the line, the, 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 the women's room empty. The line for the men's room, I'm telling you, it was out, it was almost out the door. But that show was great. Then, the, uh, I want to say this, I ran into a few listeners there. It's very nice, very flattering. Just a, a friendly little thing here. I love you all. I love you one. I love love you all the same. The reason this show is still going is because of you guys. Just a fr- friendly thing. Don't don't grab me from behind. Just 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 as a courtesy to me. Don't come up behind me and throw both hands on my shoulders and start like whispering it. Start like like whispering into my ear. Just please, for for the for my for my sake, just spot me that one, guys. So yeah, that's night one. Night two. I'll tell you about night two. I'm gonna space this out. I'm gonna space this out, Josh. All right, let's go back to the phones. Best show. Hey Tom, how how's it going? Uh, it's it's going well. It's going well. To, Good. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah to, who, to whom am I speaking? Oh, this is Bertram in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, South Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I, I, that I've never been. It's nice. It's I got I gotta say though, it's very hot tonight. You'd think it, it would be it would be kind of cool, but it's that that uh, that dry hot prairie heat. And that's what you guys deal with a lot. It's just that dry, hot prairie heat. Yes, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, we're doing our best though. It's uh, we're having a good time, kicking back, having a few brews. Yeah, it's summertime, right? It is. Yeah, summertime. That's beer time. I'll be honest. It's always beer time for me. Uh huh. Oh, you're <laughs> right? you're a, you're. It sounds like you are a little bit of a little bit of an imp, there, Bertram. I don't think we have to go that far. Well, okay, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it as an insult. It just sounds like you're being play. You, play, you sound like a playful guy. Oh, I, I thought an. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't an imp like a like an elf? Well, I didn't mean it literally. I just meant you seem like a a, a playful guy, like a mischievous oh, guy. I thought I thought maybe you saw a photo of me because I actually am four eight. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't mean it. I didn't. Okay, no. Not okay. I didn't mean it like that. Perfect. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm calling for this reason. Um, have you been following this Amelia Earhart stuff that's been happening? Amelia Earhart stuff? No. Yes. No, I have not. Well, she, she's her, her, you know, her disappearance in uh, 1937. 
you know, was one of the great unsolved mysteries of all time. And just last week, it was back in the news because there was this photo that, that came about that, that is purported to show her and her navigator, a man named Fred Noonan, um, in the Marshall Islands after their plane went down. Okay. So it, it's kind of proof that they were, that they survived. And people also think it's proof that they were captured by the Japanese. So that was big news. And then a couple days later, these, these, I guess you would call them cadaver sniffing dogs kind of sniffed up this, this area of this really tiny island that was kind of unrelated to the Marshall Islands. And they, they think that they, they found the remnants of a castaway, a female castaway, because they found a compact, like a makeup compact and a, and a pocket knife. So, both these things have been in the news and they've been, you know, they've been kind of front, front page news. But the one thing that, that hasn't been talked about is this third bombshell. A third bombshell. Wow. What, yes. what, what is the third bombshell? The discovery of her tight five. Wait, her, what's that? Her tight five. Her tight five. Yeah, they found a little notebook under this tree where the, the body was said to have, uh, what do you call it? Do, do, do you disintegrate or do you, De- do you decompose? De- decompose, yeah. Yes. So they found this little notebook and it contains five minutes of stand-up comedy that she'd written. That Amelia Earhart had written. Yes. Huh, wow. That is, that is a, a bombshell. Yes, and granted, it was mainly technical airplane humor that pretty much only pilots would get, but there were a few Lindbergh burns in there that were pretty decent. Really? Yes. Wow, I I, I cannot believe that Amelia Earhart was wrote jokes. Oh, yeah. Tom... You know how, like, 80% of all scripted TV shows and, like, 60% of all films are about the private lives of working stand-up comics? Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Well, if you think the world is stand-up obsessed now, you'd S yourself in the 1930s. Really? Yes. Everybody was doing comedy. Everybody was doing comedy back then? Yes. Yeah. Like, every... You mean, like, not just... Not just entertainers. Everybody. Kids on the street, you know, uh, guys in offices, that sort of thing. But a lot of bigwigs who, who you wouldn't associate with stand-up comedy were well into it. Really? Like, like who? who? Who was doing stand-up? Well, like off the top of my head, um, Einstein, uh, Edison, uh, Tesla, Robert Johnson, uh, who else? Babe Ruth, uh, Lou Gehrig. They would do a lot of bat humor, bat size humor. Uh, Bronco Nagurski, the great football player, he he would do a lot of riffs on, uh, you know, he he, he wasn't all, he wasn't wearing his, his cup, you know, that sort of thing. Sure, sure. Uh, Jack Dempsey, he also did some cup humor. Um, uh, Benny Goodman, uh, Edith Piaf, hilarious. Really? Yes, yeah. Uh, Django Reinhardt. Who else? Uh, Oh, a lot of the, a lot of the artists were, were very into it. Max Ernst, uh, Ansel Adams, uh, Chagall, Picasso, uh, Al Capone, 
Uh, FDR, he, he he was really good. FD, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Yes, did yeah. did stand up. He did well. Technically, he didn't do stand up. Oh, um, as, as we now know, FDR was pretty much wheelchair bound for most of his presidency. Um, so he, he remained seated. And uh, as a matter of fact, the members of his cabinet would call him old sit and riff. Uh, old sit. I'm not even going to. So, uh, but FDR did stand. He did comedy, I guess is what I should have said. Yes. And, and, and his, his specialty was um I guess I guess the modern day equivalent would be uh Don Rickles. So FDR was considered the king of the put downs. The wow, I, this is hard for me to 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 wrap my head around. He didn't seem like that type of guy. No, no. And <laughs> this is amazing. As a matter of fact, his original Pearl Harbor speech Yeah. It included this line, the only thing we have to fear is Vice President Garner's halitosis. Uh, okay. As yeah, a, but, as, but, but Eleanor made him change it. Sure, as, as opposed to the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yes, yeah. So, so he was... He was uh, getting out there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really uh, surprising that that was just the, the, the climate back then. It's crazy. And, um, you know, there was a lot of busting on each other. And, uh, you know how, um, they, they have those scenes in, in like, uh, Louie and the 62 other TV shows about stand up comedy where, where comics sit at a table or they're at a bar or a diner and they riff and they, and, and they bust on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the, the world leaders, like the top world leaders, would do once a year. This all, all happened before World War II kicked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would sit around and r- bust each other. Like exactly, yeah. Cha- they officially uh, called it the World Leadership Summit, but in 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 private, they they called it the World Championship of Busting. Oh, did you have to censor yeah, that? I, I had to bleep all of the the end of that thing. I thought you were oh, going to say, I thought you were going to say like ball, balls, like busting balls, but you said a word that actually was so much filthier than that. Um, and it was also a word that I, I don't even think I heard until the early 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, see, Words and phrases that didn't catch on for like 70 years or so were around back then, but they were very much reserved for, you know, the, the upper echelon and the super privileged of, uh, of, uh, of, you know, the, the high class, the upper class. Sure, sure. What, yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah. surprising. Well, as a matter of fact, um, it's, it's actually, it's actually quite well known in some circles that John D. Rockefeller's last words before dying in 1937 were turned down for what? Hold, the, turned down for what? The, yeah. That that's what Rockefeller said. Yeah. And, and other people were saying it back then, so it wasn't like he came up with it. It was already well, well in the vernacular. Only for, but only for like the upper crust. The elite, yes, yeah. yeah, that they had access to these catchphrases, yeah, before anybody else. Oh well, they they had access to all kinds of things that 
honestly, we didn't even even get until you know pretty recently. Like like what kind of things? Well, like some other things, like you know they had they had hot tubs back then. They had they had pour over coffee. Uh, they had GoPros, uh, Pono, you know that Neil Young uh, kind of personal stereo. Those existed back then. So they're the not internet, actually the internet. The internet. Yeah, yeah. In the thirties. Oh yeah, yeah. I I still think I'm more shocked that they had the Pono back then, right? Than the internet, yeah. As a way to to listen to Benny Goodman records to make sure the fidelity of them was as high as possible, right? Yeah, and they had the same reaction back then too as we had. You know, as people who who use Ponos now have, and it's just like I think it was I think it was Henry Ford when he first heard his Pono, he just said. Dude, all that is is a preamp. Okay, okay. You know? he, he called it. He called it like he saw it. Yeah, and, and he said, "Dude," people would say, "Dude," back then too. So they must have had that. So that was one they had access to in that context before anyone else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So so anyway, once a year, all these world leaders that get together and they would just do. Do stand up and and riff on each other for an entire weekend. It was supposed to be insanely funny. And um, uh, Tom Ardolino, he was the only person that had tapes of it, but unfortunately, he left the tapes behind after a gig at Toad's place, and they were never seen again. He he left the and that's in New the, Haven. Yeah, in New Haven, that's the guy who put together the has put a lot of different kind of rare like wacky audio things together. Yeah. But he left it at where? At, at uh, a club called Toad's Place in New Haven. It was, it was after an NRBQ show. Okay. Yeah. So, Why? so it is, well, I, I wish, um, I wish I knew why he left it. I forgot the tape. You would think that it would be the most important thing that night, but look, neither here. Why did he have them there? He was on tour. <laughs> like why? Why? If you had those tapes, why wouldn't you be like, I know these NRBQ fans want to hear us do our, our fun brand of bar, bar pop rock and boogie. Yep. But I, I, uh, I would, I gotta play these tapes, these world changing tapes for everybody. Yeah. But I need to do a version of, uh, uh, like a, 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 a boogie woogie version of, of what? McHale's Navy, whatever they do. I think, yeah, yeah, I think they wear hats too. Yeah, yeah. So, so this summit, this leader summit, like who, yeah. who, who was at that, that summit? Oh, pretty much anyone who was who was anyone. Um, God, uh, Mussolini, he he was there. Uh, Chiang Kai Shek, uh, King Faisal of Iraq, um, Hirohito, um, Edward the Eighth was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, and, and I'll tell you what. Here, here, here's a little known fact. It, it's accepted that Edward the Eighth abdicated his throne in 1936 to marry Wallace Simpson. Sure, but that's not true. Okay, well, if that's not true, then why why did he abdicate the the throne? So he could devote all of his time to honing his hour long BBC stand up special. It's true. Okay. See, he he had like forty five minutes that was super tight, super funny, 
but nothing to finish with, just like nothing that compared to the previous 45 minutes. Uh-huh. So what he did was he made the ultimate sacrifice. He sacrificed his rulership of the United Kingdom for those final blazing 15 minutes based on his new life as a civilian. And Tom, yeah, it was blazing. It was. It was. It's required listening. Unfortunately, Mick Box from Uriah Heep has the masters, and he's sitting on them. So he's not sharing it. No, no, he he won't even dub them. Hmm. Okay. Oh, you know who, who else was there? Who's that? Hitler. Hitler was at this this lead this leader summit. At the summit, and and. He was terrible by all accounts, just awful. Into, yeah, no. really, he was like a terrible man. Yeah, and, and a, a terrible comedian, too. He, he had no rhythm. His put-downs were, were like, very uncreative. Um, and he just didn't have it, and he knew it, too. That's the worst part. Like, when you, you don't have it, and you know it, and you know everyone knows you don't have it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. I tell you that—that's why the Hindenburg went down. Hold, hold on, the Hindenburg went down because Hitler was a bad stand-up. Yes, yeah. See, the passengers were listening to Hitler do stand-up via the wireless radio. You know. Uh huh. And I tell you, he, he was—he was terrible. But he thought he could get away with having subpar material, yeah, you know, because he was good-looking. But you know, when no one can see you doing stand-up, it doesn't matter. And so the people rioted because it was so bad, and then that kind of like messed with the the weight of 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 the uh, blimp, and that's why it went down. Well, that's that's unbelievably shocking. Yeah. That's why it is. I also um, I think it's very debatable uh, as to, to say that Hitler was good looking. Well, I've seen photos where he looks great. Okay, well, I guess you've seen pictures I haven't seen, because he always looks like a worm in them. I dropped something, sorry. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, I've never seen these pictures, but I'll take your word for it, Bertram. All right. All right. Well, take my word for this. Also, you know, it, it, it's not really common knowledge, but the uh, the reason the stock market crashed in 1929. Yeah. Okay. It's because everybody on the floor was riffing and doing tight fives. Everybody on they, the stock exchange everybody, floor. Everybody. Uh huh. And they lost track of what was going on, and then everything tanked. Because they were too busy doing comedy to each other. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the Great Depression followed that. But uh, I'll tell you, stand-up comedy is what helped distraught Americans get through those troubled times. Through the Great Depression. Exactly. And at one point, they stopped calling it the Dust Bowl, and they began calling it the Riff Bowl. The the Riff Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You've seen that famous... uh, Dorothea Lang photo, right? From the Dust Bowl era? Um, yeah, yeah the, the one that's the, the migrant woman surrounded by her, her children? Yes, where where yeah. she just looks like completely devastated and worried and like overwhelmed by all of her 
burden and circumstances. Yes, yes, that, that's all true. And 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 she was really, really worried. Only that expression that she's got on wasn't related to her economic situation, Tom. Mm-hmm. It was because she was watching her younger sister do a solid eight minutes on cleaning clothes on a washboard, and she was killing it. Okay. Yeah. And the woman in the photo, she was up next, and she only had like a few half-formed ideas that were kind of scrawled on her filthy apron. Okay. And that's why she that's why she looked so worried. Well, I guess, yeah, like she was going to get blown off the stage. Yeah. When she had the... It's funny that they didn't call the gr- Grapes of Wrath the Grapes of Riff. Right? Right. Why didn't he do that? Is that is, am I catching one that, that he missed, Steinbeck? He did miss that, yeah. Or the Riffs of Wrath. I think that's that's great, too. Yeah, he's a real disappointment in retrospect, right? It, well, today, you know what? I would never have said that until today. Yeah. If this was Look. the climate, it feels like he missed capturing the tenor of the times. Yep. Hey, John Steinbeck, you suck. Well, I mean, not that he sucks. You know. Well. Look, that stuff's not for me. No, I, I don't like it either. It's like a book. Ooh. It's like he. It's like those things that are bla- they're they're black and white. You know what I mean? Like they're right. They're like it's words, but it's like written in black. It's like I don't know. God, I could go for a black and white cookie right now. Do you like those? The black and white cookies. Um, you know, not not so much. I feel like there's, I feel like there's better cookies. If I'm going to eat a cookie, I feel like those are overly soft. And the white icing, I'm not nuts about. There's nothing I like more than hearing you bust on food. Uh huh. Well, you asked me for an opinion. Well, I'm on into it. it. Oh, see, I feel like you're you're giving me the business, Bertram. No, man. I just it's don't cool. like the black and white cookies. I mean, I just feel like if you're going to eat the cookie, just put the chocolate icing all over it. It's better than the vanilla, right? I can see that. Hey, do you hear this echo? Do you hear this? I do hear a little bit of echo on your voice now. Yeah, I'm in a cave. You're in a cave? Yeah, I've been hiking this whole time. While calling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Why are you, what, what's making you hike? Well, what was making me hike was that I, I, I wanted to get some exercise. Unfortunately, what uh, led me to this cave is that I've uh, had a giant black bear on my ass the whole time. So now I'm kind of stuck in this cave. So you're hiding from a black bear. Yeah, you say that like it's weird. Well, it's unexpected. You called to talk about this historical development of Amelia Earhart. Right. And then talked about the history of stand-up comedy and all that stuff, which is all uh, uh, unexpected. And now you're you're saying you're calling from a cave because a bear's chasing you. Well, that's true. And I left out the part where I'm on shrooms, which I am. What? Okay, well, Bertram, what do you think the odds that there's an actual bear out there then? Look, put a percentage to it. I want to say 60. Okay. Do you yeah. feel like that might be a little high? No. No, here he comes, actually. Oh, so the bear's actually... He's here, yes. And since I'm on shrooms, I can probably ride it, right? You could probably what? How could that help? I could probably ride it, jump on it. How could that go wrong? That I, I, that sounds like a, a, a miscalculation, well, I'm going to say. 
Here we go. He's standing right there, and I'm going to jump on it. That, that, it. that is a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Bertram? 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 Hello? Bertram? Hello? He's gone. He's gone. Man. That's troublesome. Right, Josh Cantor? It was troublesome. At J. Cantor? J.T. Cantor. J.T. Cantor. I think J. Cantor maybe was taken. I can't remember. Somebody beat you to the punch. Yeah. It was probably Jody Cantor from the New York Times. It might have been that rat did it to you again. <laughs> you know, when you got to worry is when you hear that... Uh, that uh, Jody Cantor is uh, taking organ lessons. That's when you truly have to worry. Yes. Then, then you know, that's a play for the. That's a bread and butter play, and I won't stand for that. I'm not going to sit by and let that happen. Not on my watch. Nobody does that to my friend, Red Sox organist Josh Cantor. I am looking for something here. Don't be offended because we're not making eye contact. How are we doing, Mike? Did you do the thing? Did Pat? Pat Pat left? I did the thing. You did the thing? It was intense. It's intense, right? Yeah. I wish I could say what the thing was, but we can't. Will the guy behind the thing come in in a minute? Guy behind the thing? We'll do that in a minute. I'm going to play a record, though. And then I'll come out and say hi to all your smiling faces. Do you want pizza, guys? I think Pat already ordered one. Pat, or, Pat already ordered a pizza. Yeah, I think he did. And then he left. And then he left, which is also kind of weird. I brought that up. That he would order a pizza. And then he just... And then split. split. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's Pat. That's just... It's pure Pat. <sighs> Your pet. I'll tell you one thing. The ugliness comes out. You don't like him. You just don't like him. I'm going to play a record now, though, and then we'll pick it back up. Everybody loves the band Mud Honey, right? Oh. Well, let's listen to this from their first album. We all remember when Mud Honey said to the world we like Spaceman 3 also and we were happy to hear it because we all loved them and they also liked uh, Dirt by the Stooges not just Spaceman 3 and Spaceman 3 liked Dirt by the Stooges those were good days as Lou Reed said those were different times let's listen to this play dead love though not gonna play it wish i could i can't i got too much show to get to so josh Cantor is setting up uh the tools of his trade how about that now we're gonna bring in a uh a special guest mystery guest right a good old-fashioned mystery guest just like on those game shows you see on the 
Where do you even see? I don't even know where you see these dumb game shows where it's just like, like, like there's this one thing I saw where it was John Cale was on a, uh, uh, like one of those, like, I've got a secret. And this is before he was in Velvet Underground. And then they have to guess who he was because he played piano in this concert that was, I think, 24 hours long or something like that. So, and, uh, these people are like, no, I have a guess. Let me ask a contestant. Were you in any way involved in the arts? Like these. First of all, where were these people from that talked like that? No, can I guess in any way? Were you involved in the arts? Yes. And it's the guy. You hear it's the guy from The Gift. The guy who read the creepy story from The Gift. He's talking. And then uh, finally, I read something in the paper about a concert that was... Uh, of a uh, an extreme length. Hey, people talked smarter back then. Not so much now. So a dumb world now, right, Mike? Yeah. Dumb world. Now, my friend, mystery guest, how are you? I'm good. You? Uh, are you involved in the art? Well, I'm, I know who you are, though. I can't guess who you are. <laughs> Why do you want to be introduced? What you, your name's Pendleton Ward? It is. Right? Yeah. But people call you Pen, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and you're the guy. This guy's like a genius. He did this show Adventure Time. He created the whole thing. Came out of his head. Right? Out of that head that I'm looking at right now. That whole thing came out of it. Look at the heads I look at all... All, every Tuesday, Pen. The heads I'm looking at, who do you think's coming out of Mike's head? Right? How was, I, how was it meeting Mike, he, by the uh, way? The first thing he asked me about <laughs> was uh, if there was uh, virtual reality porn. Ugh. Yeah, because look, I'm not going to talk. You can talk about your thing if you want. I'm not, that's, you, you tell me what you want to talk about with that. But, um... Yeah, Mike's like, because you're talking about virtual reality. Mike's like, I heard there's a lot of f- what? Did, what word did you use, Mike? What? No, you know, he said filth or something. He said, like, what's the deal with like? Isn't there a lot of filth on there? And then Mike's like, and, and you are just like, what? You're like, you're like, yeah, sure, I guess, I don't know. And then. Like, trust me, Mike. What the world doesn't need is is, is you you bringing that you making that your cause. More filth, yeah. God forbid there not be filth in every quadrant of everything, not be turned into adult entertainment. Look, now he's gonna be mad. Now I'm going to apologize. Let me pop apmike.bandcamp.com. Go there. He's got his masses shirts and his headshots. You still selling headshots? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't mean to come down so hard on you. Hope I didn't throw you under the, under the bus. No, you didn't. You didn't. Don't worry. He said porno, I think. Right? Thinking, yeah, they got porno on there. Like, I really want to see someone with, with just the goggles on. Uh, yeah. 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 Come on, guys. 
you got to corrupt technology, right? Can't something be nice for once? Can't we just have a nice thing for a little bit? Like Weird Al. Like Weird Al, exactly. We were talking about Weird Al earlier. There's a point when I saw Weird Al and I was just like, you know what? You can do a nice thing and have a thing just be positive and fun. And it doesn't have to have the underbelly of it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. There you go. We're on the radio. It helps if you don't just nod at me. (laughs) 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 So, Penn Ward. Yeah. You you are a a, 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 a a genius. I guess that's fair to say, right? Uh, you would never call yourself. It's a trick question. You'd never. You'd say, "Of course, I'm not a genius," but you are. It's 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 not even up for discussion anymore. Thanks, man. How long did the adventure time, the world? How long did that brew in your head before you finally told someone about it? No, uh, not. I mean, uh, not that long. Okay. Yeah. No, for like, but it just, it was like, see, I could spin this any way you want. You're going to sound like a genius. Either I make it sound like it was there since you were two, or it comes down like a flash of brilliance. There's no wrong way to say it. When I was starting out, I would just uh, schedule pitches without having an idea, and then that put the fire under me to to, uh, to come up with something before uh, the pitch date. Because what were you working on at that? What What show were you working on? I was working on Flapjack. Yes. Early on. Yeah, Thur- Van Orman's uh, cartoon Flapjack. Mm-hmm. So you'd get a pitch where they'd be like, we heard this This kid's got some uh, some hot ideas. And then you'd be like, boy, you better get ready for these ideas. And then you'd be in the waiting room. like, And what would you say? I have no ideas. Like, how soon would you start making stuff up? In front of them? Uh, I'd schedule it like two weeks out. <laughs> okay. And then you'd be like, oh, so you'd at least give yourself a little bit of a cushion yeah. to be like, yeah. Because I've had bad meetings where I all but made stuff up in the parking garage that I was going to tell people about that I was, the things I'm working on. Well, another thing I'm very excited about, it's a, a newer idea. Uh, <laughs> it uh, It's actually eight minutes old. And I'd hope you would buy it. What? Oh, what? You don't want to buy this completely undercooked idea that you're poking holes on in immediately? So you'd schedule meetings. Yeah. And you just pitch stuff. Yeah. It would force you to light a fire under you. Yeah, I won't do anything unless there's um, some kind of deadline. Okay. I'll just stare at a wall until the very last minute and then... Yeah. Is that how it's always been? Is that how you were in school? Uh-huh. Yeah. I never trusted the kids who were just, like, done with a thing early. Yeah. It's like, why? <laughs> like, why? Why? Wait. You didn't want to watch television up until... It's like... Because it's also like when you finish something early, it's not like everybody goes, all right, go put your feet up and relax. It's like, no, they just give you another thing to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Then it's just like... If I finish something early, they're not just like, good, you're, you're, uh, we're putting you on ice right now. It's like, no, why don't you keep working on the thing? Maybe you make it a little better. It's like, no. Let me do the thing when the, when the, 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 the rubber hits the right, when it's, it's go time. You get that, Josh? Yeah, that's, that's often how I work. Um, especially at the ball games where 
I don't even know what song I'm going to play until about three seconds sure. before I play it. Now, can you play something? Maybe you could play just music underneath the show. Let's, what about let's that? Let's test and see what we're getting here. Are we hearing that? How's that sound out there? Too loud? Too soft? Studio says it sounds good. Mike said Mike said it sounds good, but I don't trust Mike's ears so much. Mike said, "Do you like the Grateful Dead, Josh?" Not especially. I, there was a time when when they when they caught my fancy for a little mm-hmm. while, and um, but no, there's there's more that I dislike about them than that I like about them. Sure, good. That's that's what I want to hear. Well, did you ever hear the alternate version of Oxa Moxa? I did. What about Skull Bleeper? <laughs> Europe 72. Did you? Mike gave me some CD thing. Four, four CDs, Mike? Three. Um, and I didn't throw them out. I told him I threw them out last week. They're just in my bag still. Might be a worse. I might just, it might be the neglect. They might, they might go down in flames, slowly getting scratched in my bag as books and things get taken out and the CDs rub against the sleeve they're in to where one day I'll take them out to play and be like, yeah, these things don't play. They're scratched up. Grateful Dead pen. I never got into it. Yeah, right? You get it. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? We're now, guys. We're not these deadheads. Yeah, I'm now. Where'd I spend the last two days? Seeing King Crimson in concert. I get it. I'm a part of today's youth. Watching a 72-year-old Robert Fripp sit on a... He's not even sitting on a stool anymore. He sits on a low chair. Because he's worried about tipping off the stool, falling off the stool. So, when does the pitch for Adventure Time, when does the suddenly the one, when does the, the, the whole thing coalesce and you feel that this is the one? And that's what you told people. It was just the two weeks thing. <laughs> so, so one of those two weeks turned into that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It, that's how it works sometimes. But then it grew and grew and grew. Yeah, there's 30 people working on it and, um, everyone adds to it every time, you know, every mm-hmm. week you come up with something new and you grow it. Yeah. And were you shocked by how people took to it? Uh, I thought people would like it. Yeah. Okay, that's great. You hope people like it too. Trying to be honest. No, that is honest. I was trying to make something people would like. Yeah, something Mm. fun. And then they liked it, and I was like, yeah. Here we go, right? Yeah. Right? (laughs) Here we go. You play some music. Yeah. So. Some people didn't. Some people didn't like it. Yeah. No. Can you turn it down a little bit? There is perfect. Oh my God, is that perfect? So, so some people didn't like Adventure Time, mm-hmm. and did that? Did that in any way make you change your your? Or were you just locked in? This is what it is. I think it's exciting when people don't like it. Yeah. It makes me want to uh, make it better mm-hmm. or uh, say uh, f bombs at them, yeah. and then be like, oh, I can do it. I'll yeah. make it good. Yeah, the challenge. Yeah. Now, do people, are, are people surprised? Do you surprise yourself with your level of rising to the challenge with that? With moments like that when suddenly you're just like, now this is it. Yes. This I is- surprise, yeah, I surprise myself all the time. I forget 
that I can do anything. And then I'll start doing it. I'm like, wait, I can do this. Yeah. I can do it. Right? Yeah. Now, were you surprised by how other people, you could collaborate on this thing and watch that part of it grow? Where... Because sometimes you think things are just in your head. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like, maybe I'm the only one that can ever build any of this. And suddenly other people are like, oh, no, we're all doing this. Uh, yeah, I was excited to collaborate, too. Uh, I was way my ideas against other people's. And when theirs mm-hmm. is, are better, I'm like, let's go with that one instead of my crummy idea. Sure. <laughs> well, that's good that also you're not just going, look, my ideas win. That's how it goes. Yeah, no way. It's the, you're putting your ideas in the marketplace of ideas, Penmord. It's very exciting. Now, how many seasons in is Adventure Time now? Seven? Uh, you don't even know anymore. Over eight. Over eight. Over eight, okay. They changed the things around, I can't remember. Because sometimes the season lengths are just like an infinity symbol they write next to. <laughs> like, this season will go on. And we'll tell you when this season's over. Like, this is, uh, season five, part three of season five, 70 episodes. How many episodes are there total? I think it was over 200. Oh my god. And I've been lucky enough to do a voice on the show, so thank you for that. It's so, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's such a, an exciting thing to do. Thanks, man. Uh, you're great. I, well, you're breaking my heart with that. You're great. See, Mike, this is what it's like when I get a good guy in here. Right? <laughs> First of all, Mike's never seen Adventure Time. Mike's still, he's, he's still waiting to check out the Flintstones. He's working his way up to the Flintstones. What do you think about that calendar, Mike? You like it? Mike wants to do the calendar. Let's go to the phones, see who's here. Best show. Hello? Oh, I should do that. Hi, best show. Hi, Tom. It's Kermit from Reno. Who? Kermit from Reno. Kermit, like Kermit the Frog? Uh, it's Kermit from Reno. Are you doing your Kermit the Frog impression? Because I'm I'm looking for Kermits tonight to represent to bring into. Well, the I, I'd be happy to give that to you if, in exchange, you give me some thoughts about some music. Mm. All right, let's hear your. Kermit. I, I'm starting a reissue label. You're starting a reissue label. Okay, what are you going to reissue? What do you want to reissue? I'm going to call it. Um, well, well, yeah, I, I, I'm going to call it. Um, Amphibian reptile. Mm, yeah. Okay. Very funny. And I wanted to know what you think the best Mekons record is. Oh, I'm not a big Mekons fan. Get off my phone. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> I figured Josh was going to hit me over the head with this keyboard. No offense taken. Sorry. We we like different things sometimes. The curse of the Mekons. Is that a good one? I think that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. I've heard that one before. What kind of music do you like, Penn? What do you What do you crank in these days? Um, I like Tom Waits, man. You like Tom Waits? Oh, look, play a little Tom Waits, please, Josh, and I'll give a, I'll sing a little bit for. Uh... <laughs> what song is this? Uh, Innocent when you dream. Do the things you do. <laughs> Slow it down. So 
Make it sound woozier. Things I was in the alley. Sounds good. Eating some fish bones on a garbage can lid. When the train yard dick came through with his nightstick and chased me into the young men's Christian athletic <laughs> showers and I hid. I took out a saw buck and bought myself a cup of mud at the automat. And you're beautiful when you dream. Oh. There we go. That's for you, little Tom Waits. Thank you. Mike? You don't like Tom Waits, right? You're off it? Not all of it. What do you like? Rain dogs. Yeah. What else? Frank's, uh, what was the thing? Frank's Headache, what was the one called? What was it called? Frank's Wild Years. Frank's Wild Years. So you like Tom Waits. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we get a little mood music, please? Mm-hmm. Josh Cantor. So, let me tell you all about uh, Patreon.com. The best show no longer does advertising. We uh, get our money through listener sponsorship, and we get it through Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show is where to go to contribute to the best show. There's all sorts of different things you get for different levels of contributing. If you can only give a dollar a month, we love it and appreciate it. If you can do more, we'll take more, and we'll give you more for it. But the important thing is you go over to patreon.com slash show. Patreon.com. Give till it hurts. That, was, that strangely worked out. It always does. It Does it always work out? what I tell myself. That's what you tell yourself over and over. Look, I try with that also. And then sometimes I'm just like, wait, it doesn't seem to be working out today. And I'm like, or yesterday, or, and then it just, then I rally and pull myself up and like put rocket boosters on and feel good again. Up and down the waves. We ride them all, right? And Penn, you ride the waves, Penn Ward, right? Mm-hmm. You know what it's like to look in the mirror and just go, what am I doing? What is going on here? Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Do you ever yell at yourself in the mirror? Uh, no? Just frown. Just frown. I don't yell at myself. Only in my head. In your head? Yeah. What's that voice in your head say? Mine, you know what mine says? Oh, shut up. That's what the voice in my head says. Sometimes I'll be talking and then I just hear it go, Oh, shut up. (laughs) 
What's the voice in your head say, Penn? Uh, why why did I have to bring up Tom Waits? <laughs> so it's very so this is the most recent thing, the voice in your head said. You're yeah. go, you're pulling from ninety seconds ago. So yeah. So uh I'm glad I did. I really enjoyed your song. Well thank you. Mm-hmm. I tried to touch on all the things he sings about. Right? I think I missed uh Polio and uh, 23 Skidoo. I liked a cup of mud. That was a line that I remember. Yes. Yeah. So uh, let's go to the phones, take a couple more calls here. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Yes, hi. Welcome. Hi. Hi. This is Sean in Chicago. Sean in Chicago. What's going on tonight? Uh, Not too much. I'm just uh, hanging out, just, just doing a little bit of drawing. Uh, kind of a quiet night. Mm-hmm. It's going good. You're drawing, huh? What are you drawing? Oh, I'm working on a, a comic. Uh, kind of a long, big comic. Uh, I actually wanted to thank you because I, I got into the show recently, uh, and I was listening, I've been listening to a lot of episodes while I've been working on the comic, and it's been very, uh, motivating. So I wanted to thank you for that. It's funny that some people will say that they can like do things while listening to the show, the talking and stuff. Which yeah, I, I don't know. It's it it just kind of uh, I don't know. It just kind of works. It fits the vibe. I feel I like guess. it would be distracting to hear me just blather on. <laughs> while yeah, it's, it's not too uh, not too distracting. It's it's nice. It, it kind of fits the mood. What do you listen to when you when you're when you're uh, drumming stuff up, Pen? Uh, drumming stuff up. Uh, I listen to a lot of music. Usually it's just music. I don't yeah. actually listen to, to uh, podcasts or Sure, or except shows. for the best show. Except for the best show, yeah. yes. That's the exception. What can't you listen to when you want to do the thing? Oh, that's hard to say. I, oh, I wow. can listen to most stuff, uh, but I, I would say, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, listening to nothing at all is actually maybe the toughest thing. I actually need to be listening to something to work. You like you don't like the silence. It scares you a little bit, yeah, doesn't it? It right? it does. Yes. Yeah. It's a little it's a little terrifying. Will you see a movie by yourself? Uh yeah, I I see a movie by myself. Mm. Interesting yeah. with the silence, but the noise of the movie isn't you being truly alone. The silence yeah. is what scares you, isn't it? That's true. Yes. The silence is it's very scary cuz you're just kind of alone with your your thoughts. Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? No, no, not necessarily. What do I listen to when I write? Thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> I'll listen to nothing. Sorry. I'll listen to the silence. I put noise-canceling really? headphones on, and I don't hook them up to anything. But I put oh, them interesting. Like, so that's like that's like the most silent it could possibly be. That it does not get more silent than noise-canceling than noise-canceling headphones that are not hooked up. That's yeah, as silent as I can it imagine. Is. All right, thanks for the call, buddy. Yes. Mike's not doing a good job. I got to tell you. I'm pulling back on these apmike.bandcamp.com plugs, Mike, until you tighten it up. I'm not going to mention that you have the masses shirts or the headshots or the songs. You giving any thought to the calendar? Right? And you could show off that tattoo. Make them eat bleep slowly. Best show. Hey, uh, this is Dave. Hi, Dave. Um, hey there. I am What's floating up, somewhere on the Hudson. You're floating on the Hudson? Yes. 
I'm on a boat, and we're listening to the show. That's nice. And we're floating on the Hudson. That's nice. Well, what kind of boat? It's a 45-foot sailboat. Hmm, fancy. Yeah, well, it's my friend's boat. It's kind of sounds fancy. Hey, why don't you tell we're... your friend to go to patreon.com slash the best show? Sounds like your friend's <laughs> got some money to burn. Yeah, he has some money to burn. So a 45-foot boat. Yes. And it has a 50-foot picture of a Coors Light bottle on the main sail. Really? Yes. Mike? Uh, <laughs> what do you think of that, about that? Wait, is it? did you right. write me? Did you write yes, me? Yes, I did. Well, that's going to happen. I'm going to tell you. Just, can I talk about this call? What's your name again, buddy? My name's Dave. Captain Dave. Captain or Admiral Dave. Dave. Well, which one is it? You can't slide. You can't. You can't change your ranking. That's not well, your choice. Pr- I'm going to be the admiral. Okay, the guy the who admiral. owns the boat, he can be the captain, but I'm definitely going to be the admiral. This guy emailed me. He has a Coors Light boat, and he wanted to know if we would all come on it. Me and the best show crew would go out on his boat, and I got to say, I think it's a good idea. Well, I'm glad you think. To have me, well, maybe not me. It might just be the rest of them. Uh, I mean, honestly, no. Look, I'll go. I'll go too. I guess I have to do. I guess I have to do like a corporate. It's like cor. It's corporate. It's like it's like it's you're putting a nice face on the thing. Like when Adventure Time would have like the. What would you have like a softball game? Would you play against regular show? Like what? What? What kind of like? Competitive events did you have uh, uh, with Adventure Time? Uh, they rented at a ice skating rink once. Okay, so you, it would be you and all the Adventure Time employees skating around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'd enjoy it, Tom. It wouldn't be cold would at all. It's just a lovely day sailing out on the Hudson. Or, I would love or the first, East River if you like. First of all, I'd love nothing more than to see. 40 animators on ice skates. And now, but to the matter at hand, me and the crew on this this Coors Light yacht. Right. Oh. And I know you're not a drinker, is really, just, but we'll play whatever you like, and there's all the Coors Light. Is there, so there's drink. nothing but Coors Light on this boat. <laughs> no, there's, we have whatever... The, the guests would like. But, okay, there's plenty of Coors Light on this boat. Right. Plenty of Coors That's no problem. Now, how do you see this and, day uh, going? How do you see it going? We get on board in the afternoon? What are we doing here? Right, exactly. We're right out of um, Jersey City, so it's, uh, you know, parking available. So we all get and, on the boat. How right. long are we out on the water for? Well, it's really however long you like. So we'll stay out usually for six hours, but if you guys want to stay out for two, three, four, six, we we are there to accommodate. What's the so can, what's the what's the uh, rowboat situation? If I <laughs> say one of the people has had enough of the other people, oh, and I'm not saying well, or say we have had enough of one of the people and want them off the boat. We, we just right? throw them over. There's just no rowboat. We give them a, a life vest. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's figure a, it that out. option is available. I just picture being on a boat, me, Mike, Dudio, Pat. Well, the thing is, there's the front of the boat and the, the you know the pointy end, and there's the back part. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the, yeah, yeah, the okay. words. Yeah, okay, okay, Admiral. 
I really, I don't know the, you yeah. know, you know, the pointy end and the back end of the boat. Yeah. Tell me yeah, more about exactly. this. Tell me more about yeah. this, this vessel, Admiral. We, you could say at the bow and uh, Mike could be way back there with, by the beer cooler. Would you do this, your, Mike? Mike wants to go this weekend. I don't know about this weekend. This weekend, we are in Newburgh. We are, that's why I'm Sorry, on the Mike. This weekend's not going to work. What is, okay. Sometime we're, in we're August. Somewhere. Sometime in August, would that work? That would be perfect. All right. Now, yeah. Mike wants to know about the uh, international waters. He wants to know when we're officially in international uh, waters and what goes. I want to know what he has in mind, first of all. Uh, um, I think but I don't wants- think we ever cross. We, we cross into... New Jersey and New York, and it's something Mike calls UFC with teeth. <laughs> so some kind of fighting well, league he's organizing. That we, we could do that on the boat. Certainly, we could have. All right, good, Mike. Little, you can bring your fighters on the boat. Also, yeah. Mike reps six little, fighters now that they can only can fight them. either on a. They could either only fight in international waters or in a plane above <laughs> above <laughs> countries. <laughs> They, or, that's or the only place house. these fights can take place, or underwater, I guess, in a sub, or on the SS uh, Coors Light when Mike and his fighters are done with it. Your, the boat's going to be underwater also. <laughs> It'll and, be uh, we final have voyage. Hatton. I know you have your own. Yeah, go ahead, sorry, Captain. Well, oh, yeah, we have Captain Hats, and I know you have your own, but everyone can have their own Captain Hat. We'll okay. take pictures. I'm going to figure this out. This sounds like a blast, and Great. I appreciate it. You ready? I just re-emailed you in case you misplaced it in the worry. last one. Don't worry. Uh, a picture of the boat. Don't. Oh, I, I can't wait. This is going to be. This is going to be uh, <laughs> so much I'm fun excited. to be out on the boat. Thank you, Admiral Dave. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. All right, bye. Big boat day. Me and the. It'll be just like that. That ice skating rink when you and Adam. Muto. Muto. I never want to say it out loud because I always get... It's four letters and I'm scared to say his last name. Yeah. Mute, uh, Adam Muto. Muto. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah. A talented guy. So what's going on? What is the adventure time? What does the future hold for things? Oh. I don't know. I'm working uh, in vir- virtual reality right now. You are? I'm trying to make my own VR game. Okay. Do you want any more you want to say about that? Uh, no, I don't know. I, I mean, I can talk about. Uh, I don't know. When we when we when I first started working on it, um, I met a guy at a virtual reality convention named Ryan Nelson, and he was interested in combining uh, EEG reader. It's the brainwave reader that goes on your head and just it picks up your brainwaves. Okay. He wanted to combine that with virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me his card, and the next day I called him. I was like, let's start doing it. And then he mm-hmm. made a prototype where you got the VR headset on your eyes, you have the EEG reader on your head, mm-hmm. and if you're calm enough, your brain waves will tell the VR headset to let you levitate virtually. Uh-huh. So okay. you like levitate up off the ground. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you're levitating, you're like, oh, I'm levitating, and then you plummet because you're not calm, not calm anymore. Yeah, you, you know, I think I think that guy probably works for the CIA. I don't know how to break this to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a CIA rep. He's uh, a nice guy. Yeah, but I'm sure there's plenty of nice guys in the CIA. <laughs> plenty of nice guys. Can you play a little music? 
yes. little fun, little fun music that's kind of like tell like that would accompany Penn realizing that he's been working for the CIA for the last <laughs> two years. Oh yeah, like like but he's having a good time doing it. There we go. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. And then you walk in and you see someone with your thing strapped to their head screaming. <laughs> and they're confessing anything. No. What song is that? That's, uh, where, is that like, that sounds like whenever I call you friend. Right? Whenever I call you friend. It's a, what is that? Who does that? that who's that, Mike? Kenny Loggins? Mike's a big Loggins man. Yeah, I'm gonna go on this boat dressed like full, full nautical Judge Smales outfit. White pants, white spats, blue blazer, captain's hat. When I do this boat thing, I'm doing it right. Sorry, Penn. <laughs> I don't mind. We're not just doing, for my guys, only the best. No, no, spare no expense. Of someone else's expense. Of this guy who owns the boat's expense. And for you guys, seriously, we'll figure the parking situation out. You guys carpool to the thing. I'll throw in towards street parking, like metered parking. I'll throw in on it if you guys take one car to the dock. Okay? And I mean that. Just submit an invoice for the total amount of parking for the metered parking. I need a print, a written, the meter's going to have to give you an invoice. So, or you're going to have to get one from Jersey City. Oh, this is good. Someone wants to know if there's a country that you might end up being extradited to, Mike. Yeah? Guam. He said Guam. How about a little jaunty, fun music? Josh Cantor. Organist for the Boston Red Sox. Hey Mike! Get in here! Get in here! I love it. Fun organ music. What's having a slice? Having a slice. <laughs> What's up? Nice job. <laughs> Knocking the boat board off the wall. Somebody's got to do it every week. <laughs> oh, boy. It's kind of tight in here. Yeah. Josh Cantor. How are you, Gary? I'm so glad to see What's you. What's up? I was hoping you would be here tonight. Play some fun theme music for me. Uh, yes, sir. Please. And have manners. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Gary the Squirrel Show. Insightful interviews. And conversations. My guest tonight, Ben Ward, from Adventure Time and Central Intelligence Agency. 
podcaster AP Mike. Hi, Gary. No, I'm doing the announcement, stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> and here's Gary. Okay. And here I come. All right, all right. What's a song I could sing? I mean, whatever you're feeling, we can we can go for it. Hmm. Hmm. About feelings. Nah, that song sucks. <laughs> I don't know. What's a fun? What's a fun one I could kick the show off with? What's like a lively song? How about um, One Fine Day? Do you know that song? By yeah, it's on suck. Okay. <laughs> huh. What about uh-huh. What about I Ran by Flock of Seagulls? Yeah, we can try that. Uh, I gotta remember it. I remember the chorus, I think. I walk along the avenue. Well, what's a song like that that you know? Oh, like a fun, catchy song like that? Yeah. Um, uh, do you know, um, oh man, what's, uh, do you know, um, Don't Bring Me Down by The Pretenders? Is that what it's called? Don't Let Me Down? Don't. <laughs> No. Maybe I'm not remembering it. The right title. What um, about... What about, uh... Hmm. Mike, what's a good song? One Way or Another. Blondie. Yeah, you know that one? Yeah, I know that one, yeah. Let's I do it. So. Ready? Hold on, let me get the words. It's hard to type with this acorn in my hand. <laughs> Should have figured this out ahead of time. Cramping up. My producer sucks. Where will we lose the chairs? What's wrong with your chair? I don't know. I have none. Well, you don't have a chair? No. <laughs> I do <told> you. <laughs> do you. Do you. <laughs> Tough path to get Mike a chair. Hey, Pat, will you get Mike a chair? <laughs> Well played. Let's do it. Everybody, thanks for coming to Gary Squirrel Show. Got a great one for you. Penn Ward from Adventure Times here. Ain't the comedy of AP Mike. He's going to do some stand-up. I'm going to do some sit-down. Oh, boy. There we go. <laughs> You're the one who brought me in here. Yeah, you were begging me. <laughs> You're begging me to be on the show. Oh, yeah. And then we got the hottest band in late night. The Josh Cantor Boogie Show. <laughs> Take it away, Josh. <laughs> Give me the nod when I start. One, two, three, four. One way or another, I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna find ya. I'm gonna see ya. I'll see ya. One way. What next? Uh. I'm gonna meet you, meet you, meet you, meet you one. 
Pick it back up. One, two, three, four. One day or another, I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna meet you, meet you, meet you, meet you. One day or another, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you. I'll get you. I will drive past your house. And when the lights are all out, see who is around. One way or another, I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you, get you, get you, get you one way or another. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna meet you. I'll meet you one way or another. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna meet you. I'll meet you one day or maybe next week. I'm gonna meet you. I'll meet you. I'll meet you. And if the lights are all out, I'll follow your bus downtown. See who's hanging around. No one do. That's good enough. That's enough. <laughs> Uh, All right, my first guest. You know him from Adventure Time on Cartoon Network. Ben Ward. Hey, Gary. How are you, Ben? I'm good. What's going on? Uh, not much. You're working on virtual reality now, huh? Mm-hmm. What's that like? It's uh, psychedelic. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. And look, don't take this the wrong way if I zing you. Because I'm also about to ask you for some work. <laughs> so don't let my zingers get in the way of my <laughs> work request that's about to follow it almost immediately. Okay. Virtual reality, let me ask you a question. In virtual reality, are you any less boring <laughs> than you are in real life? Get it? Get it? Zinger. So, about this work situation. What do you got for me? <laughs> what about this Adventure Time reboot? Yeah. Finn, the human. What's the other dude's name? Jake. Jake, the Dog. squirrel. <laughs> reboot. What do you think? Sounds good. I could do that, show. Come on. Hey. Where'd the lollipops go? <laughs> hey, where'd that talking lollipop go? What? Okay. Now I gotta pour a milkshake on my head. <laughs> and go to this tunnel and go talk to a VCR tape <laughs> that's yelling at me. I gotta go through Jonah Ray's doing the voice of a VCR v- VCR tape. What else is he doing? Have you had him on the show yet? Mm-hmm. Of course. And the wa- In other news, water is still wet! Jonah Ray was on a thing. What's this guy? He blackmailing everybody? When this guy get the goods on everybody? Uh-huh. So the reboot, what are we doing? It? 
I don't know. I'm kind of I'm busy right now. Just give me the rights. <laughs> Look, you just do it on paper. How about that? Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Ben Ward, creator of Adventure Time. My next guest. Hey, is your friend here? Yes. Does she want to play a song? I think she probably would love to, Well, yeah. why don't you set that up? Okay. Play a little intro music for my next guest. Yep. Then we'll bring your friend on as a musical guest. My next guest! Time Magazine called him The Human Sleeping Pill And the Bayonne Police said He is a suspect Please welcome my next guest, A.P. Mike! Hey, how's it going, Gary? Very good, very good Mike? Yeah you have apmike.bandcamp.com. I do. It's a hit website mm-hmm. that people just can't get enough of. Yeah. Do you find that the merchandise you're selling on the site, do you find people are more happy with the quality of the merchandise or <laughs> the speed with which they get it sent to them? Or is it both? I would say both, yes. Very interesting. <laughs> now, do you find what item... Are people most happy with the hedge, the side headshot, <laughs> or the Mazda uh-huh. shirt? Uh, I think the the headshot is getting more uh, people having more fun with the headshot. I mean, I just signed something; it was an anniversary present to somebody. You know, I mean, yeah, it's they're all over the place. What what they're uh, asking me to sign for? I bought Could six. You, <laughs> you bought six headshots. Uh huh. Did you know that, Mike? I wasn't sure of that. I sold a lot. I think that gets you on a list somewhere. Now, Mike. Actually, now, yes. His name does ring a bell, and yeah. Yeah. Six headshots. Was it all at once, or was there a couple? It's a couple uh, yeah, couple different orders. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah, for the your workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. For the anniversary. Mm-hmm. Five years, paper. Ten is silver. What is the AP Mike headshot? What year is that? Thirteen? I, I don't know. We're, uh, no, it's not that long, right? I've only been selling them like over a year. No, for the anniversary. Yeah, oh. It's a joke! Oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God! Okay, you went back to what I oh said. Oh, my God! We moved on from what I said. <laughs> can't take it. I, I can't either. So, Mike, yeah. with apmike.bandcamp.com, will there be new items for sale? Well, uh, Tom Sharpley mentioned earlier a, a calendar, which I had been kicking around. It was either a calendar or a potholder. Um, you know, you see you see a lot of these things. People are just reinventing stuff, like the my pillow. You know, there's pillows. Everybody's I have a potholder. You have a potholder? Yeah. yeah. You know what his name is? No. Fred from Honolulu! Get it? Get it? All right, yeah. Get that one, Ben. I got it. Do you want it, though? <laughs> it was good. Thank uh-huh. Me, Hey, Mike, I don't know if you know, me and Penn are doing a reboot of Adventure Time. <laughs> I just heard, yeah. Very we're, exciting. We're getting rid of the one dude. I'm going to do most of the voices. You're swapping out a dog for a squirrel. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I'm if that's going to work. I think more people like dogs. Yeah, well, they're going to just have to learn to love squirrels, too. That's just how it goes. So, Mike. Yeah. With apmike.bandcamp.com, what's the most satisfying thing about running it? <laughs> the most satisfying. A story like Penn's, uh-huh. ordering six headshots <laughs> for employees. Yeah, you know what's the most satisfying thing when I have enough postage for uh, the weekly shipments, you know, that I don't have to go and buy more postage, and, you know. Boy, that's a heartwarming <laughs> tale. <laughs> Yeah. A real... <laughs> Haven't you ever gone to the post office? Some of those people aren't what very happy. What is this, happy. a stamps.com commercial? They're not very happy at the post office. It's, you know, I've gotten into a few... Uh, a few what? A few rough-ups with some of the people there. Because I was going to do two different post offices, and they were giving me two different amounts that I was supposed to put on the uh, items. I was getting frustrated. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow, it's, very I, interesting. I mean, <laughs> Now, when you're online at the post office, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mike, do you you still getting movies out of the trunk? Uh-huh. Yeah, I just got the uh, the new Terrence Malick movie, Song to Song. I think you'll like it, guys. They have that one in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, oh. good, good quality too. Should put it, put that movie in the trunk. <laughs> Terrence Malick. Uh huh. He answers the question, why? <laughs> right? Yeah. Tree of Life. Uh-huh. No refunds. <laughs> it's, it's set uh, song to song is set in the uh, the Austin music world. Wow! And and everybody lives in these unbelievable mansions. <laughs> I didn't know uh, everybody was doing so well down there. You know who lives in a mansion? Who? Ben. <laughs> yeah. Huge mansion. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see? Uh, Billy Madison. Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, that's the mansion. Mm-hmm. He was. He lives in. <laughs> he lives in that mansion. Oh boy! I don't, I don't live Great. in that mansion. <laughs> no, he doesn't. It's comedy. You know what though? Uh-huh. You will live in a mansion when the reboot happens. Finn the human. Here, you be Finn for a minute. Let's do a quick scene. Okay. Adventure Time Reboot Deck 1. In exterior candy. Big pile of candy. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Finn. Um, hey, Gary. No, my name's Jake. Ted, Jake. <laughs> oh, boy. We might have to recast Finn on this one. Go ahead. Pick uh, it up. Come on. Hey, Jake. Hey, uh... Yeah, what's that, dude? Hey, uh... So, uh, a big, uh... Piece of candy... Uh, is in trouble. We gotta go save it. Yeah! I don't know. I gotta... I wanna play this new Walkman I got. <laughs> they got a talking Walkman. And a Snickers... Well, I can't say Snickers. <laughs> um, this is Nougat... There's a river of nougat and a talking walkman that challenged me to a fight after school. Thoughts? Cool, man. You want me to... Let's go uh, save that walkman. Oh, wait. Do you have the walkman right now? No. He's on the loose. Okay. 
We gotta get this turtle to help us. Okay. Right? Yeah. This turtle wants us to eat a mushroom, and then we can go <laughs> into the Nougat River. All right, let's okay. do it. You feel the magic? You feel the magic on this? All right, that's enough. We got, you got the job. I want it to be the turtle. I right, do the turtle. Hey, guys. What's going on? Oh, God. It's Tommy. Tommy the turtle. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> do any music for somebody who's overstayed their welcome. <laughs> All right, we got a musical guest coming up. Welcome. What's your name? <laughs> My name's Lisa Bastoni. Lisa Bastoni! Wait, where can we hear your music? Um, where can we hear my music? Right now. Right now! <laughs> That's the right answer. It's a trick question. This is Penn. Hi. Hi. Have you met Penn? We met out there, yeah. It's a good dude. We're doing Adventure Time together. Reboot. <laughs> I might have to play both the part of Finn and Jake the Squirrel. <laughs> Pen was a little flat. <laughs> I got some notes. Got some notes. <laughs> you gonna play a song? Yeah, you know, I fell asleep out there. Oh, good. Meeting. Oh, that's a great endorsement <laughs> for the show. Oh, boy. Offense. But I feel like I'm dreaming. Oh, none taken. I woke up to none it. None Why would it be any offense? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Welcome, Lisa Bastoni. Hi. Last night I heard... Am I supposed to sing a song right now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's all yours. All right. Thanks. Last night I heard the humming of the moon behind the trees. Felt the warmth of California riding on the breeze. And I thought of you for the first time in what felt like centuries. And I don't even have your number now, but even if I did, and though I knew it by heart, back when we were kids, if I had any feelings left for you, I'd keep them hid, cause I moved on and on. There'll be no walk down memory lane There'll be no midnight call For old time's sake And I'm not slipping down That rabbit hole again And were we singing in the streets Somewhere in Spain Laughing in the hotel shower Running out of change If that was really you and me I don't know, I couldn't say And don't you think that's strange 
last time at the airport. You had your dark sunglasses on. I flew home to my mother's house and I wrote you a song and then I picked myself up, caught a bus back to Boston and I moved on and on. There'll be no walk down memory lane. There'll be no midnight call for old times' sake, and I am not slipping down that rabbit hole again. And if by chance you cross my mind, well, it's only by mistake. Like that old jean jacket that you lost in the lake, we couldn't see it at the bottom. We might assume that it's still there. Either way, I'm sure by now you've got yourself a new coat to wear. But oh, how I loved you with an unprotected heart, and how you blew it wide. When you busted it apart, that was the best thing that you did. I can see that now. All I know is I moved on, although I don't remember how. And there'll be no walk down memory lane. There'll be no midnight call for old times' sake. I am not slipping down that rabbit hole again. Thanks. That was very nice, <laughs> Lisa Bestoy. Thank you. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> Exactly. What's your website? That's it. You said it. Lisa What's Bastoni? your Twitter? At Lisa Bastoni. What's your Instagram? Lisa Bastoni. What's your Snapchat? Don't have it. Facebook. Uh, Lisa Bastoni Music. Periscope. Periscope. I don't no. even know what that is. What else? MySpace. <laughs> Friendster. Oh, Friendster. I'm on Friendster. I gotta revive that. I'm very popular. <laughs> It's like I am a legend. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> well, it's another exciting episode of the Carry the Squirrel Show. I want to thank my guest, Lisa Bastoni. What's the name of that song? Rabbit Hole. Rabbit Hole. Mm -hmm. Sounds like an episode of Adventure Time. <laughs> If only that rabbit hole had marshmallow peeps in it, then it could be an episode, right? Mm -hmm. Wisecracking marshmallow peeps mm -hmm. that are trying to fix stereo speakers. They, yeah. Right? Yeah. What if it's a marshmallow peep typing on a Commodore 64? <laughs> that could be an Adventure Time episode. Ben Ward, thank you. Thanks. My musical director, 
Josh Cantor. Yes, Gary. I'm saying thank you. Thank you. Won't you play me out with another song I could sing? Uh-huh. Um. Do you know Chattanooga Choo Choo? <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't seem like quite your speed, but. What about I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner? We could try that. We could try that. Let's do a little bit of it. Yep. show, the Gary the Squirrel show. I was hoping I would You be. were hoping you would. Penn, Ward. Yeah. You're so cool. Hey, you're cool. You're so talented. <laughs> How do you do it? Virtual reality, venture time, all <laughs> of it. I am such a huge fan of yours. Thanks, man. And I'm touched that you're in any way a fan of this show. You would send this a thing. You sent me audio clips for the sound collages. Yeah. And I was just getting emails from some guy. It's like, man, it's like I was getting a bunch of them. And then finally it's like, wait a minute. This guy, is that him? And you're like, yeah, it's me. What do you think I'm supposed to, was I supposed to tell you who I was? You asked people to send sound clips and I sent sound clips. Yeah, I can't believe that. In all the busyness you've got in your life, you still pulled sound clips for the collage. I found the shopping for a coffin sound clip. (laughs) That's unbelievable. How long have you been listening to this show, then? Uh, Years and years. Yeah, that's very flattering. Well, I'm a fan of yours, and I appreciate you coming down and hanging out. And Lisa... It's so nice to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Yes, and thank you, Lisa Bastoni. And spell Bastoni so people can find you on everything. B-A-S-T-O-N-I. 
just like it sounds. It's but some Italian. People could throw an E in there, yeah. right? So, True. yes. And you're you're uh, playing around with Josh. Yes. Right. And how's that going? So far, so good. You guys played tonight, even. We yep. played in New York City tonight. Yeah. Double duty. It's like a double header, but with music. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> even that one makes me want to throw up. You had me. I was... <laughs> yeah, but no. There are no double. There are no pure double headers anymore, are there? Where you stay in the stadium all day? No pre-scheduled double headers anymore. Yes. It's only like a rain delay makeup situation. Yeah, yeah. Got one of those coming up on Sunday. And what do they call that? A day-night double header? Yeah, or separate admission double header. Mm-hmm. Just to remind you that you got to pay twice if you want to see two games. You know. Yeah. So. Well, I think I'm gonna just let me figure what I got to tell people here. Um. Oh, yeah, the Patreon. We talked about that. Patreon.com slash the best show. I'd love to get it to 3,000 patrons. Um, big, big best show announcement next week. Big announcement next week. It's going to be very exciting news. I cannot wait to tell you all about it next week. Big show. Big best show announcement. And what else? There's one other thing. Oh, of course, Pat. Why don't you remind me, Pat? What? You knew I'd remember. Well, that you know. Oh, I, I can't remember nothing. My head's a sieve, Pat. Karaoke all night. Pat Burns, prove it all night. Uh, show is every Saturday night on, uh, over at uh, WFMU's performance space, the live show will be uh, Saturday, July 22nd. And uh, it's karaoke all night, the Prove It All Night uh, third anniversary special. You're going to have, uh, who's at this thing? Uh, Patty Harrison, Jason Gore, Kristen Bartlett, Robert Dean, Christy Cielo, and... and uh, the best show's own Mary Houlihan will be there. And people can find out more about that by going to, was it Prove It Show? At Prove It Show. And that is uh, July 22nd. So you can all check that out. It's going to be a good time. And it's family friendly, right? Family friendly. Well, my friends... We're at that point in the night where, wait, can you play that, you know this part, the Rocky part? Maybe. You know when I, you know this like, well no, no, this part, remember, you ever hear this when it's like. Start it over and we'll do that. Also. Okay. Just tinkle. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, we're doing the show. 
All right, I can't do it. I can't. It's <laughs> way too. It's way too lively, and I'm in front of way too many people. I'm do shy. To, do, you, do you want me to do like a tinkly piano kind of thing? No, that's that all, right. all right. I'm okay. Why don't everybody? I'm going to say farewell to everybody. You can all step out, and then I'm going to end the show the way I like to end it. Solo, just like the movie and the cup, just like the Star Wars hero and the cup, Solo, right? Han, that is. Oh, my friends. It's a fun show tonight, huh? What a good people. People coming from different ways and different... I can't do this tonight. I don't feel it, Mike. Mike, I just don't feel it. I don't feel it, you know, because it was a fun show. What am I supposed to turn it into something dramatic? It was just a fun show. Sometimes they're just fun shows to do, and I have a good time doing it, and that's that. I don't have to turn it into some sort of rallying cry or or statement where I've got to get worked up into a frenzy. No. Sometimes the show is just the show. And you know what? That's fine if the show's just the show. You know, I come here... I talk about apmike.bandcamp.com. I talk about that Bridge and Tunnel are this Saturday at the Pit, 7.30. That's uh, Jason Gore and Kristen Bartlett's drew, drew, uh, the sketch group. I don't know if Kristen's doing it. I know Duty will be there. You couldn't uh, keep him away. He loves it so much. But I do know one thing. I know that when Tuesday comes around, I know this. I know that the best show is going to be here. And you know why? Because I'm the one doing the show. I'm on the hook for this thing. And you help keep it afloat. You're the best show listener. That's why we do this every week. Because you guys step up and you do the right thing. And you support the show over at patreon.com slash the best show. And I appreciate it. But you know what that does? It just tells me one thing. It tells me you are saying to me and us, do what you want with the show. Just make sure... It's, it's as good as it can be and as great as it can be. You know what I was thinking to myself? I read this David Letterman book, and he started to get more and more conservative and tight with the show, and it got stiffer and flatter, and nobody cared. Look, nobody under 90 watched that thing for the final 10 years. We can all admit it now. He's gone. But you know what? I'm not doing that. I said to myself, what if, as I got older, what if this thing got weirder? And we cracked it open and made it weirder and crazier. Instead of getting tighter, we got looser. What if that was what we did? And you know what I said to myself? Yes, that is it. Everybody else gets worse and lazier and sloppier as they get older. What if this thing gets more nuts than it's ever been? And you know what? I think that's a challenge that I'm willing to take on and to try. What if we pushed and turn this into something truly nuts. And I say yes. I say let's make this the dumbest, weirdest show you've ever heard. Back next week. And it's going to be a really nuts one next week. Get ready.